What's up, y'all? Happy Monday. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back to uh, the Call to Action Network on Chill to Action. Thank you so much for everyone hanging out with us inside of the chat. I know it's a little late, but here we go. We got it. We had a good time back there for a little bit, but thank you so much to everyone hanging out. Yes, it is. Uh, tech uh, difficulties are uh, very it's much. It's past Jader's bedtime. Sorry, Jader. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so sorry, Dater. So sorry. As always, y'all, you know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denizio. Me. What's up, everybody? We got it going. Can I tell you that I really love hearing that David Bean music every week? So start jamming. It's like 30 seconds each time, but it gets me in the mood. If you're ready to go, I'm happy to be here. I don't, I, I'm just assuming that uh, we're about to talk like like it's like a sex line phone call thing where it's like people are gonna call in with like like Dr. Drew used to do bit before it became crazy. Well, uh, like they call in with their problems. They're like, oh yeah, so that's what like the that, that theme music was like. Let me tell you about Crevassier. <laughs> <laughs> That that does sound very good for season three. Absolutely, 100%. And y'all, you can see a very familiar face on our screen, as always. The beautiful Miss Kelsey Kirkland. Excited for this episode. I'm glad I get to be on screen for the whole thing. I love being behind the scenes, but I'm extra excited to be on screen today. Yeah. We wanted to give Kelsey some more love, so we definitely brought her out. It, it absolutely is not just because some of us are having tech issues. It's not, it's not what it is at all. We wanted to give Kelsey some love because she is the best. And also, uh, y'all, as you can see, on the fourth end of this screen, we have the one, the only, the barbarian, and as always, Elvis, Mr. Craig Gaynor. Hello. Uh, Elvis is here to say say a few words and spread some cheer. No, I'm happy to ha happy to be on your show. Thank you guys for having me. I, I, like, I, that. That, I like that this show encourages me to drink. <laughs> uh, Definitely. These yeah, days, these always. days, I get more discouragement from drinking, so I'm glad I got uh, the encouragement. <laughs> We're always a very encouraging podcast. That's the one thing we've definitely been all of our times. If there's one thing Call to Action has done, it has enabled my drinking. So appreciate it, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us on this Monday on Chill to Action. We really do appreciate it. And as always, as usual, the first question that we'd like to ask all of our guests is why Schmodan? What got you involved in the Schmodan? What made you want to decide to compete inside of movie trivia? I mean, the, you know, I, I've been a trivia player for many years and I've loved movies for many years. And, you know, I was friends with Ethan Irwin, everyone knows. And, um, you know, he and I were talking about the Schmodown at a, at a birthday party once, and um, uh, shortly thereafter, I caught an episode uh, with uh, Liz Shannon Miller's uh, debut match because, uh, you know, I, I, so I, I was, I'm, I, I'm uh, familiar with, uh, I know Liz outside, we're friendly uh, friends, maybe, I don't know, we'll see, but um, <laughs> anyway, point is I watched Liz's match, and I felt I was very competitive in it, and so in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, you know, and I knew, and I already, I also knew Christian. And so in my mind, I was like, oh, I feel like I'd do really good at this, but maybe this is just like, you know, only for like, you know, professionals, like, you know, Ethan's a producer and Liz is, was like, he writes for IndieWire. It's so like, okay, well, maybe this is like, you know, so I just kind of sat back, didn't say anything. And then around September, Christian posted on his, his personal Facebook, asking if anyone knew anyone that knew movie trivia. I was like, well, I am. And, uh, and then he's like, all right, come on. He's like, you're in. 
So it's uh, I know for in in Hollywood, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But it's oftentimes it's also who you know and what you know. But uh, yeah, I I I've learned since that there's people that you know have been trying for years to get into the league and you know didn't. So I feel I feel somewhat guilty when I'm just like, yeah, I told Christian I wanted to come in, so he said okay. <laughs> The short story is like Christian, like, is anyone good at movie trivia? I said, I am. He said, Okay, you're in the league. So, <laughs> there you go. There you but go. I've known Christian since like 2005 or whatnot. So it's, you know, he, he knew he knew what I could bring to the league. So, well, yeah. definitely, uh, he had definitely talked about it before he talked you up before I uh, even got on screen. Now, you said you saw Liz Shannon Miller's match. Did you watch any of their matches before, go backwards in time, like when you knew you wanted to get involved and check out some of their competition, see how uh, how well you did against them before you decided to go in, or did you say, yeah? yeah well, well, I mean, um, you know, after after Christian told me I was in, I started watching the matches, then I came in for a live taping, and, you know, so I've, at this point, I've probably watched, you know, every match ever, at least once in the last couple of seasons, multiple times, and, you know, it's... Um, I used to have a very long commute for work, so the commute was spent watching episodes. And, uh, you know, sometimes just if I had some, you know, mind-numbingly boring tasks to do during the day at work, I'd just run through some episodes and over the headset while I was, you know, at work. And it's, you know, the actual trivia portion of the episodes is, like, maybe 20 minutes out of the full hour. But it's a lot easier to, it's a lot easier to get through a lot more quickly when you only listen to the questions. Um, <laughs> not that... That that being said, yeah, thanks, Jitter. <laughs> Jitter over here, he's like, yeah, I had to win a golden ticket with his friends, and then I had to beat like five other competitors. And you know, I, mean, I was like, oh yeah, I just told Christian I wanted to do it. He said, okay. So. Hey, hey, man, that's how the world works yeah. sometimes, unfortunately. You do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh, you just mentioned like actually an interesting point is that you said you want. You know, it's 40 minutes of the or whatever of the actual show is trivia. 20 minutes is actually of the trivia. So were you into the idea of the storyline aspect? You're getting oh, into yeah. the wrestling side because you're you're a wrestling fan of our yeah, yeah, I'm a big big wrestling fan. And Christian actually knew this about me as well going in. It's you know, something we talked about over the years. So I I think that's part of part of the reason why as soon as I expressed interest, he's like, Oh yeah, dude, you're in. And he you know, he kinda told, you know, my first day, you know, my first day when I just kind of showed up for a taping, you know, told me what character he had in mind for me, he told me kind of like what kind of wrestlers to draw for inspiration. So it's, you know, um, yeah. No, I, I, part? Did he tell you which one did he tell you to draw from? Well, I, I don't want to give that away. I don't want, I don't want people to, you know, I don't want people to, you know, cause I don't do a direct, a direct imitation of someone, but I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a, uh, a professional wrestler that uh, I am the Schmodon's version of of blank, but you know, it's, it's, what I, it's what I go for. Okay. I used to say Roka was the Schmodon's version of Chris Jericho, but now I guess Chris Jericho is the Schmodon's version of Chris Jericho. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. I'll leave Roka out of a out of a comparison. So. <laughs> have to find one different one for him. I don't know who that yeah. This is a rock, but I don't think the rock is rock at all. It's just not not his. No, thing. no. I wish that I was more into wrestling so I could figure out the perfect uh, comparison uh, for John. Kurt Angle would be another good comparison. I don't. I can say that. I can definitely see a little bit of that. And Big Show. Well, and, when, and what I'm looking at when I talk about it, like professional wrestlers who are so good at the mic work right. that they can be. Face or heel, and they could change it in the middle of a scene, and the audience is with them just the whole way through. He's in, and are also good at the competition because that's what like Roka's a master of the character and a master of the game. It's it's really astounding. 
You have to have both to really be a, a superstar, to be honest, in the league. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what we go for the Finstock Exchange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got the great Panier West uh, sending over some Wi Fi money. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. I was a good guy that way. <laughs> Did you say Panier West? That's what his name is. In the, uh... yeah, you, don't know, you don't know the Larry's name, Panier West? I don't know this, and I feel bad that I don't know this now because Paul does. <laughs> well, you're, you're a bad friend to Larry, so. Oh, I am a friend of Larry. I love Larry. Oh, I, said a bad, I said a bad friend to Larry. Bad friend to Larry. No, I, am, I am obviously a bad friend of Larry's. Yeah. Yes, there was some I love that. Okay, I'm so sorry. That's what um, I don't know. The Nasser. Oh, that's, that's my buddy Sharif. He's a, you know, do you know what 23174611 is? It sounds familiar, but I'm I'm, I'm blanking on it. Me too. So it's uh, it's actually tied to well, in some way tied to my shirt here. So my shirt I wore is my 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 inner geekdom combo shirt. It's uh, a combination of Star Trek: The Next Generation and Star Wars. It's kind of hard to read here, but it's we got Picard saying there are four aces uh, in reference to the more uh, light uh, exactly. And then we got uh, of course Emir Akbar saying it's a trap, right? Darth Vader saying no. Anyway, 2317461111 are the coordinates of where the uh, uh, dreadnought class, uh, the, the dreadnought ship that uh, um, Admiral Marcus is hiding in uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. Nice. All right. Okay. That's a true inner geekdom talent right there. You're going to the league and that you're getting those things. That's going to be a question now. It's got to be at some point, right? Uh, I hope so. I've memorized it. <laughs> Why do I think people bash Hook? Because they have no taste. Is that are you? Is that are they talking about Hook the movie with Robin? Yeah, so well, Hook, yeah, yeah, no. Because I've, I've been on a couple different shows talking about how awesome Hook is, and uh, I love that movie. I have no idea why anyone would bash Hook, uh, other than they don't get good movies. I don't like this. Is like the pe people people who hate joy, people who hate uh, entertainment. I I don't know. Like I've. I have never understood people who say that's one of Spielberg's worst films. I say it's one of his best. I love that movie so much. I, I think about that movie almost every single day of my life. The stars are all my friends. Like I think about that every time I look up into the sky. Let's not, let's not throw Roka under the uh, under the. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Jake Yakavetta is trying to start some shit with Roka. Apparently, no. as he does. Okay. Huh? <laughs> that's but, normal on this channel. We all know Roka's, uh, you know, a little long in the tooth, and maybe he, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he didn't uh, get to see Hook until he was a grumpy old man. And you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I kid. Roka's Roka's a child at heart. Yeah, no, we know. all. Yeah. I think Bateman might not like Bangaran uh, Hook because of the Bangaran question. Got him. Uh, one of those matches. That might be. Oh. <laughs> also, at uh, my, the last time we did. Uh, Video Drew Karaoke, I, I did the uh, the Skrillex song, Bangarang. Ah! <laughs> Half the words are shut out, tell my lost boys, we rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the other song. Bangarang. <laughs> Bangarang. <laughs> no, that's not a good point. Roka might be Peter before he was back to Neverland. Maybe that's what it is. He just wants to be oh, Peter. Oh, that's a... Uh, I like that, Chris. That, yeah. So anyway, you get to come in. You get to, you get to uh, you get to make your presence known by talking to Dagnino, and then lo and behold, 
Did any other managers come talk to you before the draft, like trying to inquire about what, how you were, what you should do, possibly whether they should draft you or not? You know, the funny thing is, no, no other manager approached me. I, you know, even but before I approached techniques, you know, look, the day, you know, Christian told me I was in, but then he didn't. That's all he said. He's like, "All right, you're in." He's like, "Okay, well, now what?" And he's like, "Well, someone's gonna have to draft you." I was like, uh, "So, I didn't, so the day I was there for the taping, I talked to three different managers, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, so I'm not gonna name the names of the other two managers. But I, uh, you know, the other two managers just kind of, kind of didn't really give me much of the time of day and kind of blew me off, and then. You know, with Dagnino, you know, Christian was like, "Hey, come do a scene first. So like, you know, we shot we shot that scene, and that scene was pretty much us meeting each other. It's you know, kind of you know, our imitating life. And then after it, I just talked to him some more and told him about myself. He's like, "Okay, I'll draft you." And then you know, that was it. But then, but then I don't hear from. So that we we take that in October, and the draft is in January, and I hadn't heard from him. And you know, months was like, "It's happening." And so you know, I reached out and I. I wrote him a nice detailed letter about why he should draft me. And uh, he was very excited by it. And, um, you know, but even before, you know, people saw Ethan was talking me up in the Facebook channel. And, you know, uh, Ben was asking Christian about me on SEN Live. So it's like, you know, people people were aware of who I was. Uh, and, you know, the day, like when I, you know, I talked to Ethan the day of the draft, you know, he and I were seated together at the, uh, you know, the draft. And he told me that he, you know, there was, other specific managers that he'd talked to me up to. So in between the award show and the draft, I went and I introduced myself to those managers. And, you know, because, you know, at, at the end of the day, my preference was Tom, but also it's just a matter of, you know, I knew Tom didn't have a, a pick in the first four rounds. So I didn't want, you know, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't want to um, end up on, uh, you know, be, I don't, I, you know, I, I knew that I would. I knew that I should put all my eggs in that basket. But um, gotcha. yeah, but I'm very happy that he took me, and I'm very happy that the you know the the other thing that was important to me was that I wanted to make sure I was drafted the day of, like in there because were, were you all there? I know some of you were there. No, all three of us were there. Yeah. I feel I feel like yeah. Like I, I saw you because I was actually seated right next to you guys, and you guys won your uh, your award. And I, I forget what I, I forget. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Danny, was it you that gave me a hug when I got drafted? So someone from your table gave me a hug. I don't remember if it was you or someone else. It was probably me. It was. It, I believe it was me and Lucas on the exact outsides of it. So I think as soon as I saw you walk through, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like on my way to see Dagnino. You're like, give me a hug. I was like, sure. <laughs> Yes, Alex was there as well. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Speaking of the draft, one my big experience with the draft, I think everyone was, was the lack of food and lots of alcohol. So <laughs> that that was fun experience. How was that well, for you? Did you have a good time? <laughs> we all oh yeah, be. no, that was great. Um, I did fortunately get some food immediately before going there. I didn't know that there was going to be any so good, but I, did, I think I stopped at like Taco Bell or something, or no, Del Taco was. I stopped at Del Taco now that I recall, and uh, you know, had a little bit, but then uh, yeah, you know. Uh, we were we were drinking. <laughs> we were <laughs> we were not we were not sober. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, there was. Um, and then after the fact, uh, me and Ethan and Sonia went out to uh, the Cabo Wabo Cantina uh, and continued continued eating. And there we got food. And we started eating and continued drinking. There you go. Oh, there's another person who gave you a hug. Guy, guy goes to there. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. Andres. Uh, Andre, Andre, so 
Andres is actually also there the day I went to watch the taping. He was also there trying to introduce himself to managers. And he, you know, unfortunately didn't get drafted on draft day. But, um, you he's know, he's, he's there now. He's part of the dungeon. Uh, if I ever have to face him, I will destroy him and make him cry. Wow. <laughs> Andres, you can respond to that in the chat if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that went I don't know if he'll cry per se. But, you know, on the inside, he'll definitely be crying. <laughs> but I only have access to the private chat for some reason in my stream, stream yard. So if anyone's saying oh, right. he's responding, I can't see what his response is. Let me see if I can fix that for you. I can fix that for you. It looks like somebody must have knocked it off. Hold on one second. I see it now. I see it now. Live there you go. There you go. Oh, we got nerd chronic there. It was a nerd chronic. We love nerd Very friend of the show and always working. I'm surprised he's here. He's always working at this point. Uh, especially last week with five matches. God. That poor man. <laughs> <laughs> Ending all those matches together. Luckily, we don't sleep. That's what I've heard. So. Are you kidding me? We, we are so we are so lucky. We are so lucky to have, have him there. Um, oh, Alex is the one that gave me a hug. She said. Uh, Alex? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me either. They're all we're all a big hugging crew. Yeah, I could I couldn't you know I didn't I hadn't met any of you yet. I just knew that one of you like I was walking to try I was drunk and I was walking to see Dagnino and someone from your group was like give me a hug. I was like sure. Alex, Alex and I are very similar in features. The best difference that you can tell from us is our height. <laughs> like Alex is very tall. I am very short. Oh, there you go. He's going to break you, he says. This is, now I want to see this match. Fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's see. You, you started off in singles, obviously, and you had a kick-ass first match, and then all of a sudden now you're in the Intergeekdom tournament. Was that always something that was on your mind to play Intergeekdom, or was it something that came up because of the, the conditions and meeting people in the tournament? No, so it was always in my mind that I would play in Intergeekdom. Um, and, you know, there was it, – it was a matter of – you know, when I when I you know in that that letter I told Tom I was like, look, I can I was like I can right now I can contend with anyone in the league in singles, and you give me a couple months to ramp up for Intergeekdom, I can contend in Intergeekdom too, and so uh, you know that uh, uh, was something that part of the reason why I was drafted was to be an Intergeekdom competitor, um, but uh, you know the circumstances of this all, um, you know they they announced the Intergeekdom tournament um, at some point while. It, well, it was either it was while Sonia was in the hospital or it was while, like, you know, after she passed away. And so, you know, when the, when they announced the tournament, initially I was like, you know, maybe I'll do it. But then we had two other people in the, in the team were like, oh, I also want to do it. And I said, you know what? I'll sit this one out. I'll help coach you guys up. You know, I'm not, in a, you know, I'm, you know, not in the best place for it. Uh, so, but, you know, it's, you know, you guys want to do it. You can do it and I'll just coach you up. Uh, but then I got a call from, uh, you know, a couple days later, I get a call from Tom Dagnino, our manager, and he's like, Craig, so, you know, well, I, don't want, I, don't want, I won't divulge the, the full, the full, you know, conversation, but he, he, you know, he, you know, we had, a, we had a good conversation and I was like, all right, you know what, let me, let me do this. I think this will be good for me. And so it's been great to have it to focus on. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, it's, We'll, we'll say this. Some some people uh, have said 
some some people have some people have looked at this and said, "Oh, there's some chinks in his armor." You know, I got I went to multiple choice three times in the second round. I got a Harry Potter question wrong in my in the first round, and I missed a I missed a two point steal in the in the second round. So it's like, okay, that's the most vulnerable I've ever looked. Which, which by the way, is still an eighty nine percent accuracy rate, third best of all, third third best all time. Um, but um, you know, it's it's that was that's essentially. That was less than a month of prep. Wow. You know, that was like, yeah. you know, I think it was like May seventh. you know, May May seventh was when uh, I agreed to be in the tournament, and June first was when we taped that match. So, wow. you know, so that was that was like three weeks of prep. So, wow. I'm I'm still prepping, and I'm you know gonna you know we'll we'll, we'll just say I've already taped my second match, and the, you know there will be. I, I, I think there will be some uh, some surprises in my second match. So I'll say. Okay, yeah, you're playing. You play the. I mean, you already did it, obviously, but you're playing the winner of Janine and Humphrey, which airs this week. Correct. I know oh. who won that match. You do. Oh, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, are you looking? At, well, I shouldn't say anything else because we don't know exactly. But because uh, I always pictured when I picked the tournament, I've been looking forward to you facing Robert Parker. Robert Parker has such the prestige and everything else. I'm not looking past your next match, obviously, but did that something that kind of went through your head at least when you started the Intergeek? Because he's such a made such a name for himself, being so dominant as far as Intergeek style goes. Is that, is that yeah. what you're looking forward well, to? You know, I, I looked at the bracket and I recognized that on the left side of the bracket, the the you know the the name that has the most hype behind it, based on his um, you know prowess in the fan leagues and his dominant first match against ace and his dominant showing in the lord of the rings uh exhibition match it's like okay you know we know this we know we know robert parker's for real and uh so i said you know there's there's you know i think he's a lot of people thought he was the odds on favorite to win the tournament and uh you know so yeah i, I thought okay if i make it through the odds are i will face him but you know at this point we don't even know the outcome of his match against uh ben goddard you know but goddard's someone who's proven that he is uh dedicated and talented and you know he won his first match against jim vavita very handily and um you know, we'll we'll see what happens in his match against Parker. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like, I I I want to face. You know, at some point, I want to face everyone. I want to I want to face I want to face the best. And if Parker's the best, uh, on in the bottom half of the bracket, then I'd want to face him. If I if I if I won that match, I had on Friday. <laughs> I know that times have been weird right now with with COVID going around. So we've been having to do these online matches and stuff like that. And we've had to put a hold on team matches. But like a lot of the word and the hype that's kind of going around for team matches is kind of between you and one of the most hyped um, new addition players into the Schmodown. And that's with Sabrina Ramirez. Mm -hmm. uh, I would love to see you and Sabrina on a team. Uh, do you feel like you and her would work together well as a team, or is there anyone else in your faction that you feel like you might work best with as a team? I mean, well, for, first off, I I would I would go to battle with anyone in my faction as a teammate. I think ever like I think top to bottom, one through ten, Finstock Exchange is just you know it's we we are lo we are loaded. You know it's. You know, one everyone, even like I think me and Cody Hall could be a great team. I think me and Great Drake could be a great team, and I think me and Sabrina could be a great team. Now, 
Um, that said, you know, out of the one through ten, um, we've got two teams already in there. So it's like, you know, that's four people that I can't be te teamed with. Right. And we've got, you know, Emily, who this thus far is only IG, and Demolato, who thus far is only Star Wars. So really that leads my um, tag team potential partners to those you know, Gray and Cody and Sabrina. And I would be, uh, I would be confident that a team of myself and any one of them would be dominant. There's been, there's been, there have been talks, um, but I won't say anything about who or when I make a team's debut until it happens. For all I know, my team's debut might be me and, uh, me and Elvis versus, the, uh, versus Vinny, the ice pick and uh, Owen Mugen. So, I might pick. I probably would put money on you and Elvis. You have, you've done well so far with Elvis. So yeah, <laughs> Elvis knows a lot of answers. You guys don't hear what he's saying to me in these matches. It's, it's right there. It's right there. It's an astro. It's an astro situation going on. Is that legal? I don't know. Is that performance enhancing? Look, look, nobody. There is nothing illegal about Elvis being on my shoulder and giving me answers. Flip it. Flip it before a match. Thank you. Explicitly illegal. How many of you are in Texas? You? Okay. Just me. The Shake Shacks are also in Texas, right? There are there might be a couple of Shake Shacks in Texas. They're not anywhere where I'm at. I've never ever been to a Shake Shack. Wow. Well, I, was, I was talking about Lucas and Alex. Yes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, speaking of, of Sabrina, possibly your tag team partner, maybe. Um, she did mention when she was talking about she had talked to different people before she made her decision free agency wise. And she mentioned that people were calling her from the Fence Stock Exchange and like Getting it kind of was grilling her on some questions, trying to figure out which is were you a part of that? Is that something you were talking to her about? Was were you part of the, the recruiting process? Last I I mean, you know, it's funny. Cause I, I wasn't, I would, I wouldn't say I was part of the recruiting process, but I was definitely, I, you know, she wanted my opinion on her joining the team because, you know, I'd, I'd specifically spoken to her, you know, at some points and not, not realizing that there were, there was anyone on our team that we were, you know, possible, you know, that was possible to drop. I was, you know, one of the things I, you know, I met her was like, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, if we had a, if we had an open roster spot, it'd be good, but you know, we love everyone on our team. And fortunately, um, you know, BC made it happen. And I think BC's happy with uh, his new role on the team. I, I think it's great that we were able to add Sabrina to the team without losing a team member. I think that it, it was fantastic because you know you if you if you go on I think it's like fandom or whatnot has the like dip, like all the ever all rosters ever and we're the I think we're the only franchise or one of the few franchises well franchise teams what out of what factions that doesn't have anybody in form the former member section because we didn't get you know we didn't get rid of a uh, um, uh, you know BC we just transitioned him to a non-competitive role for the time you know for for this season. What is the official title? Is it muscle? Is it? He's the consigliere. Consigliere. Okay, great. I like that. <laughs> he's, he's he is uh, you know he's he's a second in command, and half the half the factions already had a second in command, and uh, you know he's still he's you know he's still heavily involved in you know in what we do as a, as a team. It's great. 
So, but um, that being said, yeah, no, I did talk to Sabrina. She reached out to me to make sure I was going to be okay with, you know, her taking someone else's spot on the team and, you know, just kind of, you know, wanted to see where my head out, head was at with everything. And, you know, she, she and I had spoken, you know, she came to a taping one day, you know, and I, I'd spoken with her. I'd, I was actually um, familiar with her work because I'd seen her on, as, uh, you know, her first appearance, I don't know if it was her first appearance, one of her early appearances on SCN where she was talking about The Invisible Man. And so I went and I watched her, you know, I watched her review of The Invisible Man. I was like, she, you know, she knows her stuff. Like, I, like I, I did that even before I even met her. And then she, uh, you know, the day that she was there, I made sure to introduce myself and tell her how much I, you know, enjoyed her work. And, you know, so we, you know, she and I had been, you know, we'd, we'd been in contact since the day that, that I'd met her just, you know, on a, on a friendly basis. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of her as a person and I'm a big fan of her in terms of uh, her dedication and um, what I believe that she will bring and do in this league. I think she's going to be, um, she, she, she is a future champion and, you know, and po possibly in multiple divisions. So she's, yeah. Multiple divisions. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting to hear. I feel like we've heard a lot of hype about Sabrina, but multiple divisions isn't something that I've heard before. So that's true. That's very I, mean, true. I think I think she could very easily become a team's champion. I think she could very easily become a singles champion. Nice. She, you know, I mean, that's you know, and if she decides she wants to, you know, go even further, you know, because I know she's very into some of these, you know, intergeekdom categories. I don't know if she's going to want to, you know, to do the work that it takes to compete in her geekdom. But if she wants to do that, I think she'd excel at that too. So I think she's, she, you're looking at a future champion and I'm very, very happy that she's on the Finstock exchange. Perfect. Nice. All right. And we do have a super chat. Uh, Love to you, Craig. Got to go video chronic starting soon, which I think is a pretty good segue from a question I had is I've been watching you a lot on video chronics, uh, amazing trivia matches and that is so fun to watch and you are so damn good those questions are so deep and you, you. kill it it's amazing yeah, thank you. my favorite was um the little shop of horrors match we did for drew's birthday because mm. i've actually never seen little shop of horrors so I was doing the entire match it's just like you know, like there's like deep these deep cut questions with just either multiple choice or kind of just like basic knowledge of the film that I'd had. <laughs> I was there in the chat for that one. That was yep, Is there one that you're looking forward to? Anyone that you've uh, been talking to, Eric or Andres, about trying to do a specific movie that you'd like to tackle? I mean, me and Ben Goddard are supposed to do a From Dust Till Dawn match soon. Oh, uh, I yeah. I'll wait till we're both done with the uh, Inner Geekdom tournament so it doesn't interrupt our studying. But, uh, you know, uh, but no, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the From Dust Till Dawn um, match. I, 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 I didn't get to participate in the Being John Malkovich match they had last week because I love Being John Malkovich. Nice. Uh, yeah. I've uh, seen it, but it's a great, match, great movie. It really is. I would love for there to be a Selma Hayek slice. Oh, I'd love a Selma Hayek slice. I, I'm a big Selma Hayek fan. I, that's that. That reminds me of a fun anecdote I have. It's my it's my favorite celebrity anecdote. So back, so I, you know, I met both Christian and Ethan um, during when we were all at Silver Pictures together. And uh, um, you know, it was, Ethan was an executive and Christian was an assistant and I was an intern and then I went on to do like freelance script reading for them afterwards. But um, while I was there as an intern, 
one day I was, you know, in order to get to the kitchen, you got to walk through the lobby. And I'm just like, well, you know, walking through, walking through the lobby. And I just turn and look and just like see someone sitting there. And then I like, realize it was like Salma Hayek. And I just kind of do a double take. And I'm, I'm doing a double take because, I mean, she's, uh, you know, as gorgeous as she is on movies, it's like, it's like exponentially more evident in person. And I'm just like, I just, you know, I'm just walking, just, you know, innocently walking. I do, I do the double take. And as I'm walking through the door, and as I leave the room, I immediately just like walk into a wall very loudly, just like just this loud, like boom. And then as I <laughs> and as I was collecting myself, I was like, you know, I bet she gets that a lot. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah, agreed, agreed. Slide and make crash into things. <laughs> yeah, that's the situa a situation that she's used to. I I would not disagree on that at all. <laughs> I want a Salma Hayek slice. I want a slice of Salma Hayek, basically, is what I want. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's keep this. Uh, what rating are we keeping this? We're at our level. It's okay. We're, we're our oh, okay. <laughs> PLD, you saucy minx. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I, I tell the truth. I always tell the truth. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what to do with her. I'm not going to lie. I'm, That's I'm true. Just, like, Sorry, I can't. I mean, I'd love to, but there's, you know, let's face facts. Well, it's like I'm not the only one. Sit there in a minute. Not just me. That's how we're that's how we're going so far tonight. All right. No, it's the same thing. Like, is a beautiful woman, and there's no denying that. Yeah, and if she and I ever got together, she'd be very disappointed. <laughs> It'd be the worst 30 seconds of her life. That's what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, though. Uh... Pretty much what? I'm just saying I'm, I'm – oh, Jesus, Alex. <laughs> All right, we'll stop. Paul started it, by the way. Paul started no, it. Paul started it. More than likely saying stuff about Paul. Or <laughs> me being creepy because I have a tendency to be a little creepy sometimes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair so, enough. <laughs> I'm saying it is an arguable statement of fact that Salma Hayek is a beautiful woman. 110%. I daddy wants to give you an out. If you're retreating, you can blink twice and he'll try. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do, but he could. Uh... <laughs> You see my blinking through the glass. My glasses are a little, they're always a little foggy. So, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. We're good. We're good so far. Okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Unfortunately, Danny's in Brazil, so he can't come save me. <laughs> yeah. Or if he does try, it's going to be a bit before he gets there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will and be actually, dead by then. Um, that is true too. That is the one. Of, that's one of my favorite uh, rules. Yeah, Hayek and Dogma. Mm -hmm. Beautiful uh, rule. That's just whoa, 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 Alex, creepy much? I just <laughs> creepy, <laughs> creepy much, Alex? Come on, let's talk about dog. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, but uh, another question I did have. Go back. Let's go down real quick. I want to say uh, you, you mentioned multi-divisional thing. You went to the Intergeekdom. Because you've had such a splash this year on both the Inner Geekdom and the regular uh, singles, um, is there any thought to you possibly eventually? I know it's I know it's too early to say. Try to become the first person to have all four, have held belts in all four leagues. Would you oh, go yeah, for no, Star? I, I do plan on eventually getting into the Star Wars division. It's just a matter of you know because because as I'm studying for the Inner Geekdom division, guess what I'm studying? Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> so it's like it's not gonna. It's like and I know this. I know that the 
questions that they ask in the Star Wars division are in general deeper questions than what they ask in the interdictum division. But you know, it's like I tend to study. Um, you know, I I tend to overstudy in order to make sure that I will. You know, it's better to overstudy than to understudy. You know, so my, as I overstudy for Star Wars and interdictum, it's like, well, I may as well also compete in the Star Wars division at some point. But I wanna I wanna get myself to an elite level in interdictum before I try to maneuver into Star Wars as well. And uh, but yeah, no, I don't I don't see that as being a problem. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I've always been a big Star Wars fan, and there are only twelve movies to learn. True. Potential. I mean, it's a potential. That's, that would be uh, something Mount Rushmore likes. Nobody, nobody's done it yet so far. So to have that as a goal could be really kind of a cool I mean, notch. I mean, I feel like the first person to do that, to, I think the first person to compete in all four would be Alex Damon. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a jump for him to be like, okay, I'll just do general trip. You know, I don't know if he'd win at it. I, I, haven't, I don't know how good he'd be at uh, singles, but, you know, he's – He's already in two divisions. He's in the he's in the two divisions that most people shy away from. So, you know, we have, we we have IG competitors playing in teams with somewhat regularity. You know, this season we had Haybon and ha and Lavic played against each other as two former exclusively IG players playing in teams. Um, so yeah, no, I I I think Alex Damon will probably be, I don't know if he'll be the first one to hold a belt in all four, but. You know, he's got. I, I feel like I feel like me getting to the level where I can take Alex Damon's Star Wars belt after him is mm, a few years away. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Fair enough. Ken Knapsack has competed in three divisions. I think John Campion is the only one who's ever competed in all four. I believe that's the trivia on that. Okay. Um, but I don't know if anyone else has. I don't think anyone's even competed in all four except for him at that point. But that's yeah. a question. Here's something to bring up. Rookie of the Year talk. I know it's a little oh. early, but you're, are you hearing the rumblings at all? I mean, everybody's saying it's Goddard, you, and Parker are the big three, obviously. What are your thoughts on Rookie of the Year and what you're going for? Well, I mean, first off, let me say this. We got someone in the chat right here who's an undefeated rookie, Jader Paramo. So let's not uh, let's not take his name off the ballot yet until he starts losing, uh, <laughs> i.e. until he starts facing me. Oh yeah, suck it, Jader. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, no, I mean the three. Look, the three biggest, most hyped names in the in the league this year thus far have been myself, Ben, and Robert Parker. And I think each of us, um, you know, thus far have legitimate, uh, you know, claims to to that title. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not like it's not like there is a you know objective analysis that will provide you with who will end up being the the you know the 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 rookie of the year because at the end of the day it's a vote you know it's a it's a popularity not a popularity contest but is a it is a popular vote i mean for instance like look at what paulo yama did last year as a rookie he he was very deserving of rookie of the year and lost it to someone else that was very deserving of rookie of the year you know so it's just a matter of you know it's a matter of what the people choose so but for instance you know look i i thus far competed in three matches that have aired and i've missed in those three matches a total of you know one one question in the first round and then i also missed a steal which uh, not not uh you know I'll, I'll i'll say this had i gotten a chance to be multiple choice in that who knows if i would have gotten it right or not but um either way the two questions i missed across three matches, two official matches and a, uh, and, uh, an exhibition match. And, you know, that's, I feel like those are very good 
qualifications and I, you know, have, uh, you know, got, got plenty more matches to go. That's true. But, and of, uh, course, of course, the uh, end game also has to be, has to be said that recency bias also does come into effect. Also, I think that's the same thing yeah, happened yeah. to Paul Yama when he lost badly to Ben and yeah. spectacular. Nope. And Smets KO'd. Yeah. Count out. Those the other two. Yeah. But in but again, like I'm talking about the qualifications of my other two, you know, the other two people that are like right now the three of us are in conversation. It's like, look, you know, Robert Parker is a beast, you know, and he might win this tournament. He might not. He might win the IG title this year. He might not. Um, but depending on what he does, that'll go a long way. He's already you know, he's already won an exhibition match uh, in, in, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, if, if exhibition matches were um, eligible for match of the year, that would definitely be a contender. And uh, he, he won his debut match in uh, a, you know, an actual perfect game is, but, but my game was hundred percent accuracy, but I checked down to multiple choice on one of them. He did a completely perfect knockout. So, you know, it's, you know that's that's really impressive so far from him. And then Ben Goddard has wins across three divisions already. And not only that, but like say for instance, if if Ben loses to Robert or myself in the IG tournament, and or if he loses to Robert in the IG tournament and I beat him in the in the singles uh, in, in in the singles, there could still be an argument for Ben to be Rookie of the Year because of you know not just how strong he's proven himself to be but also the work he does outside of the schmodown in terms of like within the community you know he's on scn live every all day he raised eleven thousand dollars for black lives matter i mean that's no small you know thing so you know i and i wouldn't hold it against uh i wouldn't hold it against uh the voting members of the public if they took that into consideration at all because it's you know this isn't you know it the, we're we're all people and we take, you know, it's it's like, you know, it's 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 like not to, not not to be smart, not to besmirch her, but um, before Olivia Coleman won her Oscar and the the Hollywood Reporter, there was an article. It was, they always do their like brutally honest, uh, um, you know, Oscar ballot stuff, and you know, leading up to the Oscars, it looked like it was Glenn Close by a mile. But you know the the article the article Hollywood Reporter ran the guy says like look you know Olivia Coleman so he's like I'll let you in on a dirty secret we like to vote for our friends and and he says like and Olivia Coleman is one of the nicest people I've ever worked with and after I worked with her I told her you're gonna win an Oscar someday and I'm gonna help you do it oh, wow. and so that so that person you know the person in the the Hollywood Reporter article so he's like she's like. That's why he's like. Uh, that's why I voted for Olivia. And so there are a number of people, very likely in Hollywood, who voted for Olivia Coleman to win that Oscar, even if they thought Glenn Close was the better performance, because of you know outside factors. And that's all to say that there in there are legitimate reasons. To, there's it's a holistic picture that people are going to take into account when they vote. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I can see it being in any one of us and. Look, if Jader goes on and wins this singles tournament, it could be Jader too. Jader's never lost a match on the Schmodown. I just I want to point that out. Yep. Jader Paramo has never lost a match on the Schmodown. Cheers, Jader. I do want to is Jader paying you? Because you've said that multiple times now so far. You PayPal or no, I'm just trying to get inside his head so that when we mention <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, I love Jader. Jader's. A, I met Jader uh, at the um, uh, the day when he came in to take his match with Brittany. I mean, I don't know if you get if you if you guys recall the match. I came out and uh, talked some smack to him afterwards, and that <laughs> Andrew guy uh, had to run his his bitch ass mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know how big Andrew guy stands, right? That's all yeah. the action thing is. Sorry. I'm Team Bateman. It's fine. Yes. You're team trader. I'm also I'm... team trader. So that's one question I'm not going to ask then. God damn. <laughs> of course I'm team payment. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know you have to be. You're on his faction. I get it. Oh, like that, but he's the better. I'm, I'm sorry. One of them was a champion, and one of them was uh, part of why Drew McWeeney retired. All right. Are we going to get into this debate right now? Because, I mean, we kind of can if it comes down to the better team action faction member oh, no. now's the time when i get to ask you guys questions so uh, all right uh let's go with this pld what's the hat you're wearing what does it say queen oh okay. lord i, I said queen i wasn't sure have you seen queen in concert i well, i did not see the real the full freddie mercury queen uh, i said i've seen queen with paul rogers and i saw queen, saw queen with adam lambert okay well first off you still saw queen look Freddie Mercury uh, was one of four members of Queen. He was—he is quite possibly the greatest rock musician of all time, in my opinion, at least. But, you know, if I had the opportunity to see Queen with Freddie Mercury, I would go take it. But guess what? He's dead. So we don't have that opportunity anymore. But we do still have the opportunity to see Brian May and Roger Taylor perform. And they are fantastic musicians as well. As, as well. And they were, cre you know, creative centerpieces to that band as well. I'm and, you know, I, I saw Queen with Adam Lambert twice. And um, both times, it's like they were very, they were very respectful of being like, we are the band Queen, and and Adam Lambert is for playing with us. That's why they titled it that one. Exactly. Like Queen Adam Lambert. It was, they were saying Adam Lambert yeah, was a Adam part Lambert, of No one will ever replace Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah. They will yeah. just take on lead singers to tour with them as a as, as part of the act. And that's exactly but, what it is. Was great. When, when Roger Taylor plays, uh, I'm in love with my car. Guess what? <laughs> that's the real singer singing it to you. That's right. You know, like, you know, Brian May goes in there and sings some songs. Like, 39? Yeah. It's been, it's it, one of my favorite, one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. Uh, but I, I, I grew up, I grew up a big Queen fan even before uh, Wayne's World uh, revived their, their, uh, um, you know their 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 popularity with the long yeah, exactly. Danny knows what's up. Yeah, um, I, I actually grew up that way too. I didn't know it until Wayne's World, but I, after I heard Wayne's World, I went back and found Greatest Hits, and I was like, "Wow!" I grew up on Flash Gordon. I grew up on Another One Bites of Dust. I grew up on Crazy Little Thing Called Love. I grew up on Highlander soundtrack. I grew up on all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, see, my my dad was a my dad was a big Queen fan. So like we, you know, growing up, I was listening to the Night of the Opera all the time, and then like. And Wayne's were like, oh, yeah, this is that song I like, you know? So, um, but yeah. No, was Queen of And actually, Queen and Paul Rogers was actually pretty good, too. He's got a great soulful voice, a different different style, different style, but uh, it, still, it still worked. It still was a fun band. So. All right, Danny, you're, Danny, my question for you what are you drinking? Uh, White Claw. Like, what flavor White Claw? This is Raspberry White Claw. Okay. How many raspberry white claws does it take for you to become inebriated? Uh, <laughs> four. Yeah, is this number five for you right now, or what are you? Three. It's three. Okay. So you're not inebriated. I'm. I'm about there. I'm getting there. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Yeah. 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 
No one's called me out like this on my on my own. <laughs> you guys better ask questions than asking questions. It's all good. I like it. I like hey, it. Hey, hey. No, no, Kelsey, my question is to you are, what are the four posters behind you? I have uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey Harley Quinn, Kylo Ren, and then uh, the cover of the first appearance of Iron Man. Oh, nice. Very nice. That's good. Okay, you, you may resume your questioning. <laughs> Back to your usual programming. I'm just going to uh, highlight all the Queen stuff that's in the chat because no, I'm going to talk that. about Queen very much. So, yeah, I love all this stuff. Yeah. Like, and uh, Camshaft, look at that. Wow. All that. I was to be experiencing that as a young, as like when it first came out, that would be something to say. So I think my, I'm trying to think of uh, a first Queen memory for myself. Um, I I can't. I feel like I've been listening to Queen uh, my entire life because it, it they're very much also a band that I that I've put into my life and that I very much love. Um, I don't feel like I can say that I'm as big of a fan as Paul Denuzio because Paul not is many Paul. Can. Not <laughs> not many can, but like I accepted. Yeah, I could do that right now and do that if you wanted. <laughs> That's it. Shutting down, chill. This is turning into a schmodown queen exhibition match. Fucking bring it. Now we're going to do a Bohemian. Hey, uh, Nerd Chronic, if you're still in the chat, write up a Bohemian Rhapsody quiz for me versus PLD. I Okay, look, I'm going to say this really quickly. I, I, oh, I, very much almost wanted to and did not i'm very sad that i did not uh only because i knew paul's schedule i want when everyone is going through the star wars stuff and uh when the free agency was going around i wanted to campaign for paul to for for someone to pick up paul for a free agency because i i absolutely guarantee you in the star wars matches paul probably knows way more than a lot of people think that he knows a lot a lot of us do know that paul knows but like if you've actually had a conversation with Paul, Paul really does, and and have had to fucking sit through a reaction with Paul, like, uh, oh lord, like first first off, I'll say this: the bar the bar to cross for Paul to know more than it looks like he knows is very low. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I like to I like to set the low standards. <laughs> My my whole point, over Paul. That's my jam. My whole point is like if if you feel like Paul knows a lot about something, he probably knows way more than you think. <laughs> so um, the whole Queen situation with Paul, I guarantee you, Paul will dominate any Queen trivia. But he also would have dominated the Star Wars trivia. I I have no doubt about that. We're gonna, we're gonna get Nerd Chronic to write up a Bohemian Rhapsody uh call. If you can, if you want to do I'm that, nice. I'll, I'm all in. I'm all in. I love making people cry. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we do have some Streamlabs and Super Chats. Uh, starting with uh, the Streamlab, we have from Alex, the Superior Shawshank, donated, oh, and here's what she said: What are your comfort movies? I love Sense and Sensibility, Silence of the Lambs, and Singing in the Rain. 
I love that Silence of the Lambs is her comfort movie. Oh my she's, god. Yeah, no. She said this on a couple of streams. She watched that she watches that movie with her parents, with her dad or her mom. I can't remember. I'm so sorry, Alex, but like it's a family movie that they watch. I was just on Aaron Brooks's stream today talking about how Silence of the Lambs is just one of the most disturbing films I've ever watched. Right. It's a daughter movie. Yes, exactly. Dang, there there it is. You know, I understand that because it's like it is about the female empowerment, but it's it also is. about a, it was also about a man that tucks his dick between his legs and does a little dance. And uh, also, I'm so sorry to to not to not discredit that. I'm yes, it is about a man who tucks his dick in between his legs. But like, it's it's also a father daughter movie in a sort of way because that whole thing with like Clarice and her father, it like has a sort of thing. Like, I get that Alex watches it with her mom, but like, as someone who like loves daddy daughter movies, like that's also kind of what it is. But yeah, it's most definitely about a, a a man who tucks his dick in between his legs. That's true. Yeah. It puts the lotion on his skin, or else it gets the hose again. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, in terms of in terms of comfort movies for me, it's you know, it's 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 hard to say because it's like you know, like if I'm if I'm in a if I'm in like a if I'm in like a bad place and I need like you know like something for comfort, it's it's like the the funny like it's the funny movies don't help me then because it's like I want you know I need something that's like you know less funny more uh, I don't know like some, some something that like you know is 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 a, has the feels but mm -hmm. I can't even I get you know I can't I can't think of anything right now that I feel like is like you know has the feels I will say the <laughs> The 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 there was a there was a time once where I uh, got it was at a I was at a uh, a very stressful physical and uh, mental uh, um, thing uh, where I'd gotten uh, trapped on the side of a mountain in a hike, during a hiking trip and got it had to get rescued by a helicopter after a few days and when I got home uh, the movie I watched for comfort was Cars but I'd never seen it before but I feel like Cars is a good comfort movie it was very it was like it was very low brow and very like oh oh Doc Hollywood I've seen this before. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doc Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Car I feel like Car so Cars is my is is the the one comfort film I can think of right now. I'm very much the person that like if I'm sad I want to listen or watch other sad things like I like to I I, I very much enjoy crying. Um, most people who watch this channel know that and I think for me my comfort movie the very first movie that came to my mind absolutely is What Dreams May Come What Dreams uh. May Come will always like I, I talk about the movie all the time because it's one of my favorite movies and uh -oh. it's one of it's one of my favorite comfort movies because it puts me in uh, like in this place of friendship and family and love that allows you to to be sad and happy about all of those things all at the same time if that makes sense all right, so. I see, I see. um best best visual effects winner of 1998 i love that movie it's one of my all-time favorite movies like the like from going from painting into real life like that one scene where cuba gooding jr just like does this thing in the house where he goes whoosh, whoosh, and then like pushes it out and then it turns into real life. 
Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I love that movie. That's yeah. a very powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's and Jake and Jake's uh, uh, also very confused about why it's a comfort movie. And, and like that was my initial reaction too, but I wasn't gonna like you know try to talk you off of it because it's clearly something that's very important to you. For me, it's like. It's like, I love the movie, but I don't watch it for comfort. It's it's very it's got it's got all the feels. That's it's my point. Like I'm I I like to if I'm sad, I enjoy being in a sad moment like that because that movie is kind of sad. It, it's also happy. Jake. They all die. It's also they, they're all dead. Yes, they're all dead. Big spoiler alert. <laughs> they're all dead at the end of it, but still. And yeah. not from natural causes. None of them die from natural causes, actually. So. I like to put it into, I just wow. like to throw in a little good genre, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings kind of movie, some galaxy or place far, far away, and I just float away into that world for a little while to get away from everything else. Yeah, and for movie. me, maybe like Big Lebowski would be one of those oh, groups. I love yeah, Big Lebowski is one of my favorite films of all time, and you know I've watched it probably a million times, and it's just like, you know, I can put it on any, any place that it is, and you know, it's it's a good feeling. It's not like, and it's not like one of the super goofy ones that makes you want to, you know, you know. But I will say, one more, one more film I'll, I'll add on the heap here because it was there was a time that I used this as a comfort movie. It was the first time I ever saw it. Uh, it was Dude, Where's My Car? It was a bad, <laughs> yes! I, it was, I, you know, I, I had, uh, you know, it was in kind of a, a messed up place uh, at the time that, uh, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but like, and I went to a friend's place and they're like, hey, let's watch this movie. And it was Dude, Where's My Car? And it really lifted my spirits and for anyone that hasn't seen dude where's my car or like you know i know some friends were like oh i didn't watch that because like people compared it to you know some other some other similar films and whatnot and i was like no no, no. this is a perfect escalation comedy like yeah. it's like yeah. test textbook it, it, it is a fantastic film and it's absurd and it's just really funny and I, f I feel like if we go back and watch it now, revisiting it now that like there's so many more famous people in it than there were, like, like uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's, it's funny how many people became famous after doing that movie. So one of my I I if anyone has worked in the restaurant industry, I've been a bartender in the restaurant industry. You're for gonna say waiting. No, not not waiting, uh, okay. not waiting. There's a lot in waiting that has to do with this, but from dude, where's my car? So we had to have uh, two carafes in our in our bar. So in the bar, I worked in a restaurant, but I also worked I worked behind the bar in the restaurant. But we also had to have sweet tea and regular tea in it behind our bar. So anytime that we had to have, we filled those carafes, the way that those carafes were filled, like labeled, one was labeled dude and one was labeled sweet for, <laughs> and for unsweet tea. So the unsweet tea always, love everyone it. knew love it. the dude carafe. No, so. that's amazing. I love that. That's dude amazing. and sweet. So that was what it was. Uh, Tim, Tim Franco's greeting us in the chat. What's up, Tim Franco? Good to I see you. Yes. Cheers. Thank you. Me too. I do. I do love that Mickey shirt. I usually wear black shirts. I'm a very much a black shirt guy, but I found this and I haven't worn this in like forever. So I was like, oh, I'll throw it on tonight. Why, why is the shirt got to be black, Paul? 
It's because that's what it is. I just, honestly, the reason why is because I, I have a uniform that I wear for work, and we get free black T-shirts underneath because it's a black a black shirt and a black T-shirt. So I just wear black T-shirts all the time. I just wear my uniform. I have a black T-shirt on, so it's almost always. If you ever watch my streams, I'm always wearing a black T-shirt. Do you really, Paul? I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm oh. so sorry for the white claw. Do you really have to wear a uniform for your job? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. It was actually it was phone. actually it used to be it used to, well you had the front desk too. We were the front desk too. I actually used okay. to have like, a uniform that looked exactly like a, a police officer uniform. Like it was a full like blue shirt, badge, and everything else. But then like we had some people threaten us in the uh like the outer because we were in the same building as the court building. So some people threatened yeah. us and so they changed us up and we we're not carrying anything, we're not like protected or anything. So we got changed. Now we have a, a uniform, it's more just khakis and like a golf shirt type of thing that says Craig, Craig, if you don't know, Paul is a 911 dispatcher. Oh, so Paul has to answer 911 phone calls. So if anyone is in the New York area and you feel like pranking Paul, oh, yeah, so Paul, let me ask you how many times have you gotten calls lately about people reporting people to you who weren't wearing their masks? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got friends back home who are cops and they complain about it all the time. They're like, oh, he's fu they're like these fucking Karens. <laughs> these fucking Karens. I hate y'all so much. Earlier, the, earlier, these two people called me a Karen. But it's fine. But you're a Karen. Jesus. I'm not a Karen. <laughs> it's just something. That's exactly what a Karen would say. That's exactly what a Karen would say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what a Hispanic Karen would say. <laughs> right, well, real quick, for, real quick before they disappear, I want to do Super Jets. Uh, Doors are my number one band from Ross Bristow. Yeah. And then, ready to go? Team Danny from PC. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. Wait a second. What's what's that in context to? <laughs> We're all Team Danny here. We love Danny. I love Danny. I'm, I'm not Team Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, how dare you? How? Oh, snap. Paul is the Karen of Karen. Oh, my how God. How dare you? How am I the Karen of Karen? Alex, were you on the pregame show before we started this? Because that's hilarious. <laughs> I know, I know some actual people named Karen. I feel really bad for the people actually named Karen that their names are It's Me like too. my brother's name is Kyle, and everyone's always like, well, the funny is like all the names of the like of all the male names that people are like, oh, that's a that's a dumb male name or whatever, like Kyle or Chad. Chad. Those, are my, those are my brother's names. So my older brother's Chad. My older brother's Kyle. <laughs> Poor guy. I know one person named Karen. I know two people named Karen, and one is my boss, and the other is a client of mine. I do hair, so she's a client of mine, and we have so much fun talking Karen shit. Like it's hilarious when she comes no, in. No, but let me ask. Say Karen jokes. Let me ask. When she asks for your manager, what does your manager say? <laughs> Karen, meet Karen. It's uh, that's really funny that you say that because literally every single time, like the first thing that she says when I see her is like, "Excuse me, can I speak to your manager?" <laughs> Hi, I'm the manager. <laughs> oh, P PC is also on. What dreams may come as a comfort movie. Okay, well, 
Okay. Right, it doesn't disturb you that it's a movie about suicide uh, and then he committed suicide? Uh, like, it's a movie. It's it's genuinely a movie about death. Like, that entire movie is about that family dying. But, like, the one scene that comes out to me is um, the scene with um, the daughter and Robin Williams. Like, when Robin Williams finds uh, uh, the actress who plays her daughter in the afterlife and they go through this whole chest. Rosalind Cho. Rosalind Cho. Thank you. Yeah. I did not know her name. Kiko uh, O'Brien. <laughs> she's, she's, a Star Trek, she's a Star Trek actress. Really? Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah, she, um, plays, information. she plays Miles O'Brien's wife in Star Trek. That's so good to know. I've never watched anything Star Trek. I've been trying to get into Star Trek. I someone get to be a new host? <laughs> <laughs> Round this out. Who I, see Al- I see Alex is in the chair. Alex, do you like Star Trek? Alex doesn't watch Star Trek. Don't. Alex definitely doesn't like Star Trek. No, 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 no. Well, never mind then. Alex, you stay in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek. If that's, if that's the conversation you want to have, we'll Trek. keep Alex Yeah, in she the was Keiko, Jake. Yeah. Keiko, I'm, I'm well, trying to watch Star Trek, okay? It's not it's that I'm really easy. You just put it in and you press play. Now okay. you didn't put it anywhere. You just, right. probably, you just have to press play. All right. All right. All right. So now, now I've, very obviously, I have to do this. Yeah. So I will... What Craig, Craig, please. If you had to introduce anyone into Star Trek, what would be your uh proper introduction for someone who's never watched Star Trek? What would you like to introduce them to first? Um, so Star Trek First Contact is probably the best, it's the most accessible of the films. Um, and you'll you'll learn so you'll you know it's it 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 has much many more layers if you've seen the shows already. Uh, because it, t- it really ties to two of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. But in a- in and of itself, Star Trek First Contact is a film that any layman can enjoy. That's very true. <laughs> I would agree with that. So, I mean, I like the next generation. I'd say you can skip the original series for now. I'll go back to that once you get into it. It's, it's kind of probably tough to to enter yeah. into the original. I mean, look, if you're talking like the best Star Trek series is Deep Space Nine. It's uh, true. I actually had to go back and watch all that. I watched some of it, it when it first came through, but I never went back to watch it. So. Yeah, because because deep, because deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine was serialized. Like the or it was, uh, the the rest of them. Like uh, I think, so well, Star Trek the original series and Star Trek: The Next Generation were very episodic. Yeah, but yeah. Deep Space Nine was like heavily serialized. Right. It was one of the first TV shows to do that. I mean, like, you know, the modern era is, you know, you know, back when, when that podcast serial came out, they're like, Hey, we've got this new idea. We're going to tell one story and we're going to call it. It's a serialized story. So we're going to call ourselves serial. You know, they thought they, they thought they invented that, but they didn't. Um, Star Trek D Space Nine did. That's true. That, you're very right. That's very right. Yeah. So I, I will. I wrote down first contact because <laughs> my palm, my palm didn't work, so I had to write it on my wrist. But I wrote down first contact. Oh, Otis. Do you not have paper in Texas? It <laughs> fell. It fell down to the floor. Like, oh, you're drunk. Have you I seen? Thought you said you only had three white claws. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Have you seen Superman? Otis did that, and he got the wrong thing. You're gonna end up watching a movie called like First Con. Or Memento. <laughs> Memento is the same thing. No, he tattoos them as Memento. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't smudge when you tattoo them. I would love for you to get a first contact tattoo. That would be amazing. Here, I'll, just, I'll just write first contact like that big on my forearm. Oh, yeah. 
And that's yes, it. Daddy, you can yeah. say that. Hey, Daddy, yeah. you are allowed to say that because my hat is awesome. That is pretty cool. It right is a good hat. Fun Smart. story about this hat. So this hat is from a, a, a hat shop called Gorin Brothers. And mm. I have probably probably far too many Gorin Brothers hats. But the Gorin Brothers in Studio City was going out of business. And so uh, Sonia and I went there. Oh, okay. Uh, Danny doesn't like this conversation. She's, <laughs> she is anti-hat. I won't pause this so that Danny, for Danny's sake... I think she's pro Goran. You said that she said he had to come back and get some good something to show you. I think. I think. I lost an earring while I was taking off my headphones, but. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't necessarily a hundred percent know if it's the same company. I have to find um, the right tag, but I have a few. Here, show me. Show me the. Show me the inside. It is. It is Goran's brothers. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, it's Goran brothers. There's no S in it. Yeah, Goran Brothers. Yeah, Goran Brothers. Yeah, exactly. So I have yeah. a couple of I I have cool. a couple of hats from them. They have the best fucking hats, y'all. Of course they do. This is a Goran Brothers hat. So, so the point is though, uh, is before I was so rudely interrupted by Danny. I'm sorry. Danny, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to show that I have these hats. No, so they're they're good hats. I like them. Anyway, point is, if I may continue. You may. Uh, so Sonia and I were at the hat shop. They were going out of business, so all the hats were fifty percent off. And I, I try this. I this like this. This was the only hat of its style there. I try. Like, it, it, it calls to me. I try it on. I'm looking in the mirror, and Sonia says, "No." Absolutely not. <laughs> but, then some but then some random stranger in the store was, "Don't listen to her. Buy it." <laughs> like, correct, random stranger. You are correct. <laughs> So sometimes that random stranger is just absolutely right, and you got to yeah. go with it. Yeah, yeah that's, so, that's exactly well, what happened to me, and why I have these hats, and why you never see me wearing hats. Exactly. So the moral, the moral of the story is: if you're in a store and you hear somebody's wife telling them not to buy something, and you say, and you think the wife's wrong, don't don't be afraid to just chime in to the strangers and say, "No, actually, ignore your wife and uh, buy that." Do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a stranger Palpatine version. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. I will like the I, I do have this bucket hat that is my favorite hat, but I do bucket also hat? have yeah. And I also have this fedora. It's a fedora. It's a literal yeah. fedora. That doesn't my, my, yeah. it, it doesn't what got, what, what got me into Goring Brothers in the first place was they did the um the, the Heisenberg hat for uh, they, yeah. they actually made the Heisenberg hat, and then they yeah. then they sold replicas of it, and so I bought the replica Heisenberg hat, and I still have it somewhere. I mean, it's, I know where it is. I'm just not going to go get it right now because you know we're busy. Fair enough. I'm going I'm to wear this hat the rest of the show. Because if I had known this was going to be a show about hats, I would have brought my entire haberdashery out. Yeah, and, uh, I, did, I didn't either. I'm so sorry, and, yeah. and especially because it's Goran Brothers. So yeah. Well, you know, you you delayed you de you interrupted the podcast to get your hat. So <laughs> you know, you should apologize. It's on brand, but it's on brand. It is, right? it is very own brand. I don't know your brand. <laughs> your brand is chaos. Yes, that's very true. It has been very chaotic. It's always it been very chaotic. Okay. But let's restore some order, and it's time to jump into the. Wait, why is somebody texting about the last Jedi in the chat? <laughs> I think they're talking to Alex. About why is anyone talking about the last Jedi? No, look, there are three things you don't talk about in po in polite public discourse: religion, <laughs> politics, <laughs> the last Jedi. <laughs> That's probably right. You're probably that's probably better for all conversations. You yeah. 
I can agree with that statement. <laughs> no, as a bartender, I definitely agree with that statement. Don't yeah. come into my bar talking shit about the last Jedi. I mean, you, you guys don't want me to tell you about how bad your religion sucks. You don't <laughs> about how bad your politicians suck. You definitely don't want me to tell you how bad the last Jedi sucks. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> Well, that cancels out that question uh, from this or that. But <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. We're going to get into this or that. Everybody who's never been to the show before, then uh, I'll cook discussion about that. It's just I will be giving Craig two different things, and he'll choose between them. It's a pretty simple concept uh, if he wants to ask for clarification. Let, uh, let me get to a new one of these first. Okay. Do that. Do it. Do your thing while I show off this hat because look, this is an actually Goran Brothers hat. Like this, I got it from the actual store in Austin. <laughs> I got this in Austin. Uh, these are the only hats that I have. I have no other hats in the world. Um, I didn't think that I could wear hats for a long time, and you should. Now I feel like I can pull it up. Maybe I'll just only wear this hat for this for chill to action streams. Who knows? I like that. I like that. You know, you you can wear hats. They fit on your head. They, they, do, they do fit. On head. You can do it. You can do it. I can actually physically wear hats. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's like if someone told me that they don't believe in wearing hats, it's like, no, no. It's real. No, no. All this is really not witchcraft that you see, even though like, I literally keep stones next to my computer to make sure that these streams go fine. Yeah, that's um, not weird at all. No, not at all. Especially considering what kind of uh, tech problems you had earlier. <laughs> Maybe it was the crystals that did it. <laughs> it's all your fault, Danny. They interrupted oh, your, they interrupt, the crystals got in the way of your Wi-Fi. That's why you're having problems with it. <laughs> Oh, mystery solved. Mystery is solved. <laughs> well, I already asked the first question I usually ask. You already answered a pretty uh, big stream. Who knows? So uh, I'm not even going to ask that one because we don't want to get angry again. Which one? Are you talking about, uh, or are you talking about uh, uh, my team trader or team guy? Team guy or team trader. You, and you, you made the right choice. Well, the first question. Well, well, There's all, only all, one I say, all I have to say is I like to root for a winner. That's a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know is only one of them could be Dan Merle. Uh, so. Only one of them. That's Look, ben, ben, was, ben was a slip of the tongue away from beating Merle. You know, if he had said Black Panther instead of Infinity War, you wouldn't have even had to go to his, his – he wouldn't even had to – it would have been a TK – it would have been a TKO. If he would have said Black Panther and Seven Infinity War, oh, this been. match would have been in. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. You're saying only would be dead. No, no, no. Oh, I know. Dan, Dan, first off, this is no disrespect to Dan because I love Dan and Dan is the all-time great. But Ben Ben Bateman is the Triple H of our of our league. Ben Bateman is the cerebral assassin. He he's dominant, and he he. It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control and if you can take it. Yep. And ben Bateman embodies all of that. He just needs a little bit. Of, he needs to enter like you do. You have to have the hair and be able to flip and throw the water and all that stuff. But. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. And Andrew Guy, you know, he has he won a match? Oh, yeah, he did. We won that one. He won that one. He likes talking about. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just busting Andrew's balls. Boom, They're allowed. Boom, That's boom, all right. Those are my balls. That's weird. That's, That's weird. Right. <laughs> are, they not, are they not that spread apart? It's more like 
boom, 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 boom. <laughs> maybe lower, maybe hanging lower. We don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, higher is like boom. boom. <laughs> well, he does hard. jump to the desk a lot, so maybe that's what it was. Yeah, hard hitting questions on chill to action. How low are Andrew guys' balls? <laughs> there we go. If we this wanted is, to clip out, this is a team action podcast. We should have already known that. Wow. Wow. They're going there. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ash. <laughs> Ash, is over Ash, Ash. We, we could ask Ash. Ash would know more about that than we would. So. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, yeah, that, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't I'm even sorry, realize. Yeah. No, I feel like you guys get a little too real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's get into this whole thing now. Okay. Since we don't usually start with Team Guy, Team Trader, let's go with the other one we usually ask: loaded fries or poutine? Oh, fucking Christ! So here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. I'm gonna go poutine. Only because, only because I feel like In-N-Out Burger animal style fries are the best, but they're not quite considered loaded fries. I mean, they're sort of loaded fries, but like if you go to In-N-Out Burger and ask for loaded fries, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So I'm going to go with my Canadian uh, heritage, my Canadian brethren, and I'm going to go fucking poutine. Uh, you made some people very happy. Poutine, because loaded fries can always be something different, but poutine yeah. is always poutine. That's right. Vladimir Poutine. Hi, fucking cheers. Poutine, poutine on the Ritz. <laughs> poutine on the Ritz. <laughs> poutine on the Ritz. I, I did like that one. I did like that one. That was a good one. That was the best okay. Frankenstein I could do. I'm sorry. Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sly Stallone? Arnold, 1,000% Arnold. I kind of figured you would say that because of the whole uh, Conan bit and everything. Okay. Uh, singles or IG? I mean, oh, fucking Sophie's choice. I would never leave either division. I'm not, I, I can not, they are, they are both equally, it's, they're, Here's here's I was actually talking with another person that's doing both singles and IG today, and I was telling, I was like, you know, I feel like IG is the right brain division and, and singles is the left brain division. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. Yes. Yes. I can do that. I can do that. All right. Well, I've always considered myself to be both right brain and left brain, so I love them yeah. both. Do you want to expand on that a little bit more? No. Okay. Fair enough. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying, I, to, if I expand on a little bit more, then I'll start to get into, you know, trade secrets and all that, and I don't want to... Oh, we would love that. But. I know. I mean, we would love it. got fucking Franco in the chat is going to be reporting it back to his teammates. You know, it's like that's what I mean. And Jader in there still, and Andre. What else on the Drugs? Is it Jader? Probably not yet, actually, huh? I think he actually. I think he's gone. Jader, you're gone, right? Yeah, Jader. If you're not, if you're there, type something. If not. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He must be gone. You could talk about him. <laughs> Jader is a son of a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bill Brasky is a son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that. Now you're bringing Don's on the sketch. Now you're Don's on. Okay. I've said too much. Tim Franco knows all my secrets now. Fuck! <laughs> now we're in big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> what I get. 
All right, how about this one? I'm kind of invented on the spot here. A Night at the Opera or Queen 2? Night at the Opera. Night at the Opera is your favorite? Okay. I like because it's underrated comparatively. Uh, I always thought Queen 2 was like the stepping stone to get to Night at the Opera. All right. uh, How about Hardy Boys or Edge and Christian? It's, it's, uh, it's it's rough because I feel like as a tag team the Hardy Boys are better, but that Edge and Christian. I mean, the funny thing is, my favorite wrestler of those four is pro- probably the only person that would go with Christian. Uh, I love it. <laughs> one of my favorite live matches I've ever seen was Christian versus Randy Orton at SummerSlam a few years back at at Staples Center, and it was it was like a no it was like a no disqualification match. Fucking phenomenal. But if we're going specifically about the tag teams, the Hardys. Good. That was a time. I love, love the uh, education Hardy Boys warfare in the early, uh, eight, late 90s. It's good. Uh, all right. Uh, how about Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Oh, um, I got to I gotta go Han Solo because, Solo. yeah, yeah, I got to go Han Solo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That is one of our most polarizing questions. A lot of it is, play. yeah. Look, Indy's fine, but it's like if the, I I grew up on Star Wars in a way. Like I also grew up on Indy. Like we had we had the VHSs of Indy that we'd watch every now and again. But it's like I feel like over the course of the years, I've probably watched uh, Star Wars twice as many times as I've watched Indy. So you got to go Han Solo there. That's fair enough. Okay. Uh, John Candy or John Belushi? John Candy. John Candy, that quick. Okay, good job. I wasn't even aware of what your second option was. Just John Candy. John, John Candy. <laughs> I know. I I as puff as a female, I feel like John Candy is the correct answer to oh. go. I actually used to do John Belushi versus Chris Farley, but I threw yeah, I threw yeah, a yeah. different much of a. So what would you rather about that, Belushi or Farley? You know, I'd go Farley just because Farley has that childlike innocence that that Belushi didn't have that like just adds to like a nice trip. I mean, but Belushi, you know, there there were different generations too. But like, I, I will say, Blues Brothers uh, is fantastic. Yes, and that's in, in Blues Brothers two thousand is hot garbage. So, <laughs> and what's the main, what's the one big difference? Belushi. Belushi, as it was exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I love John Goodman, he's he was no not fit oh, for yeah. that, that that movie at all. So. Uh, all right, how about Clerks Two or Jason Bob reboot? Jason, well, first off, Jason Bob first off, Clerks Two is probably my least favorite Kevin Smith movie, oh, and Jason right. Bob reboot might be my favorite Kevin Smith movie. So wow, uh, that's actually I haven't heard that. That's cool. You're breaking my heart about Clerks Two. Clerks Two is actually my favorite, I think. But. Uh, it, it, you know, maybe I, I'll I'll rewatch it at some point. But it it yeah it for me when I watched Jay Silent Bob reboot first I watch I rewatched Jay Silent Bob Strike Back mm-hmm. and I, I what I noted about it because Jay Silent Bob Strike Back had been my favorite Kevin Smith oh, but I noted that Jay Silent Bob Strike Back there's a lot of things in it that didn't age well I feel like a third of the jokes in it were gay panic jokes, yeah. um, which like, which were funny uh, and whatnot, but it's like, you know, you know, it's just, you know, not, you know, now that we're all more evolved society, it's like, eh, you know, they, they, you know, they feel dated. There yeah. are other yeah. times. And Absolutely. there were, 
there was like maybe one gay panic joke in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Like Jay and Silent Bob reboot like works on so many different levels, and it just sh it shows his maturity as a, a human being as well as as a filmmaker. And it, um, yeah, it, but it it, it, it the, the story just works so well, and you know also. It's a good thing Adam Blavik didn't watch it because they also use the uh, the the nickname Underhill as the uh, pseudonym in uh, James Bond Bob reboot. But uh, uh, he wouldn't have he would have picked up on that anyway. But, no, no. Uh, that's, not, that's not a knock against Blavik. I just you know he you know he missed the Underhill question and you know well, one of the things I noticed while watching uh, James Bond Bob reboot is like oh he's specifically using Underhill as the pseudonym here as a Lord of the Rings nod, which like is a nice little Easter egg that just. Never gets put to text in it. Oh, the Chris Hemsworth cameo in James Bond Bob reboot is oh, amazing. One of my favorite things. And then, uh, yeah. The, uh, but fun story about that. Um, so basically, a, a large reason why Thor took a huge turn between Thor: The Dark World and Thor: Ragnarok is because Chris Hemsworth is a big Kevin Smith fan. Mm -hmm. And he listens to Kevin Smith's podcast where he was saying, like, oh, you know, Thor's boring. No one cares about Thor. And so Hemsworth went to went to uh Faye with that and said, No one likes no one likes Thor. What do we do about this? How do we make him more entertaining? And that's when they brought in Taika Waititi. You so, turn him into Hercules from the Marvel nice. pretty much. You know, Thor and Thor Ragnarok basically is Hercules from the Marvel comics, pretty much. Even some, of the, some of the dialogue between Thor and Hulk, that's like right from a Hercules Hulk conversation. Really? I need to, I need to go back and read those then. The way, it, 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 Hercules is always basically the strong god with the humor added to it. And yeah, really? a little bit of womanizing, a little bit of drinking. That's pretty much what it was. So Yeah, because Hercules has always been the son of Zeus. So. Oh boy. Um, Robin Williams, 100%. There you go. Robin Williams, oh yeah, I would agree with that. 110%. I mean... I, I love Jim Carrey too, but, 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 but Robin Williams. Agreed. So yeah. I, I like this is just a weird anecdote, I guess. Um, the the uh, boss that I was working for at the time that Robin Williams died, like I, I like as soon as I found I was at work when I found out that Robin Williams died. And I started to cry, and my boss at the time made fun of me for crying over uh, Robin Williams' death, and I've always been kind of upset about that. Because Do you work for that boss anymore? No. Oh, good. Send good. him a bag of dog poop because he's an asshole. Yeah. 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 Like he, he that's legal, like, right? Just don't mail it or like FedEx it. I think that's the way you do it. That's just very lax. So. No, I would love to. I'd be totally fine with doing that because he made fun of me the entire day Take to care. all of the clients in the salon about how I was crying over Robin Williams dying because because he saw me cry over Whitney William. I'm sorry, Whitney Houston dying. Um, when Robin Williams died, like he just took it to a different point and yeah. it's, it's like, yeah. I'm so glad I don't work for that person he, he's, he's a horrible human being people like celebrities or never past like it's just people you grew up with they're almost I mean they're not family members but they have just as much influence on sometimes even more influence as some family members because you've spent your entire like life with them and you I mean so I cry when not like when Freddie Mercury passed I was a fucking mess I mean that's just I'm kidding. <laughs> I, don't like to use that. I don't use that word in normal conversation. It was just a joke thing. Sorry. 
That's okay. I, don't I, I never call anyone that seriously. Sorry. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. So, well, I guess actually that's where we're going to end this with that. I just, I just realized it was the last one. I usually bring up last one, but that was the last one. So uh, it's time for questions from the chat, correct? It is. You are right, Paul. It is time for questions from the chat. So chat, if there are questions that you asked for Craig earlier that we did not get a chance to go into, please make sure you bring those questions back again for Kelsey to bring up on the screen. At this time, while we wait for that, we're going to go ahead and plug what's going on in the coming week is for call to action. So, Paul, I'll let you start with that. I will. Uh, first, questions in chat. first, I'll say you get questions in chat. Also, we do have some stream labs that we will get to. So, if you have some stream labs, we haven't forgotten them. We will get them in there and continue to go to stream labs. It's always a great way for us to, to, to do them. We'll definitely get those in there as well. Um, but as of the call to the, the uh, this week on Chill, I will do should we do uh, Schmobates this week for Schmobates? going to be on Wednesday, and it is James White versus Ben Bateman. There's yep. that. That should be a great match. I know Ben loves – Ben is one of those competitive people I know. So uh, getting him involved in any kind of competition is usually gold, and he takes it very seriously. So that should be awesome. It's because he's the best, and he's definitely better than Andrew Guy. <laughs> he doesn't, but he has not charisma than Andrew Guy will have. And your guy will take over and take. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I work for them. Oh, oh, we can debate about this if you really want, but. But um, it's okay. Uh, we have call live next week, of course, and then next week on Chilled Action, we are bringing in the lovely star, future possible Star Wars champion Laura Kelly. Should be in here, and that should be a fun show. I'm sorry, she's not getting past uh, Andrew DeMolanta. It's and, quite possible. It's quite possible. Andrew, Andrew DeMolanta will not miss a question this season. You think so? Uh, after, that. That, after the show he had, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I believe that. He is. He is hungry. He wants it. He is. Yeah. The, the the only the only thing people are using to to try to knock him down is like, oh, you're studying too. Oh, he knows too much. Oh, he's he wants it too bad. It's like no, 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 no. <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna get into that and let that psych him out. He. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, he wants it for the exchange and he wants it for himself. Yep. A hundred percent. This entire Star Wars tournament is probably like the best tournament that we've ever seen in Schmodown history because like I, I have not been able to find one person tell me that like it's a it's an all the way clear run for a specific person. Every single match, regardless of how any other match goes, is going to be a head-to-head competition in the Star Wars tournament. This Star Wars tournament is probably the most competitive tournament that we have ever seen inside of the Schmodown. And I am so much looking forward to this, especially as someone like especially for me, as someone who is not like as deep into Star Wars lore as a lot of other people are inside of the world, inside of this whole fandom, inside of the Schmodown fandom, I'm probably like numbered like 600 and something when it comes to Schmodown. You're, you're, you're number six, your number order 66. Thank you. That, that might have been where my brain has gone into for that, but yes, exactly. Like, there's so many more people that are way more into Schmodown than I am that, like, 
are into this tournament, but this tournament is so good, and I cannot wait to see how this whole tournament plays out. No one can expect anything from from anyone inside of this tournament. So super true. Very true. Uh, and then final plug, uh, we actually, after next week, after Laura Kelly, we have a week where we're not sure who our guest is yet. We're still working on that. But after that, the Finstock Initiative, Finstock Exchange's uh, Sabrina Ramirez will be making an appearance. So we'll have, to have her on. And, well, we're talking about future champions. Sabrina Ramirez, future champion. Yeah. Of course. We're into the bar right now. The hype is all there. I cannot wait to talk to Sabrina to talk to her about this hype because there has been nothing but hype behind her. And that has to be a lot of pressure. No, it's not pressure because the hype isn't there because like the hype isn't there to make to to like push her forward. The hype is there because that's where what we see in her, because that's what she's shown us. Then we're just we are just externalizing what we know about her. Dun 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 Pressure. Are you singing are you singing vanilla ice? One of us is singing vanilla ice. We will tell you who we're doing, which is something. Give a whole week tightly, full like a hop who daily nightly will stop yelling. No, turn up the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme rock mark like a van, I'll let up the stage, I'll jump like a candle dead. Crushing ring of that boom. Killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play no melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it. Oh, leave it. You want to make way? You better both of the kids don't play. If there's a problem, you'll ask solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Uh, <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's not dun, 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 dun. It's dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun. Exactly. Put it right. Don't get confused. That's Don't true. get it confused. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing? What is Ninja that? rap. Ninja what, rap. What are you talking about? TMNT2. One of the greatest. What, what, what's, what's a, is that like a dynamite thing? <laughs> it's, a, it's a dynamite thing. <laughs> Look, if we're going to talk Ninja Turtle songs, the only real Ninja Turtle song is the song that Ethan had been using for his Waka music until we were no longer allowed to use licensed music. It's yeah. called T Turtle Power uh, by the band Partners in Crime, spelled with yes. a K and a Y. Yep. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I could, I could, uh, power. love it. The crime was high with Muggins Mysterious. All police in the Texas were furious because they can't find the source. Briefly, uh, evil force. No, I'll stop now. I'll stop now. I'll stop now. I'll stop now. I got you having it in my ear. Yeah, I, can't, I can't, you know, like we'll save it for a karaoke night. But, no yeah. one is mad at that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kelsey, you want to hit the stream labs first, then we'll hit that one right the chat. Real quick, I have a super chat that was a while ago. I'm not sure game on screen. Okay. Andrew Hill. Well, thank you, Andrew Hale. You are correct. <laughs> Speaking facts. All right, perfect. And when it comes to Streamlabs, we have one from a PC donated um, asking favorite actors. I love Greta Garbo, Marilyn Monroe, and Jack Lemmon, amongst others. All right, for me, um, Jeff Bridges, oh, uh, always good. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is probably my number one favorite actor. Um, Tim, Tim Curry. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a shame he's, he's not able to act so much anymore because of his uh, you know, the stroke. Yeah. But uh, Bruce Campbell, a longtime mm -hmm. favorite of mine, and uh, sorry, name a fifth one, fifth favorite actor. So I feel like I'm just like you know, it's it's like the opposite of recency bias. It's the uh, you know, 
uh, uh oh, we got Peggy crash in the chat here. Um, let me think about the uh, the fifth. You know what? You know, Edward Norton. I was a big Edward Norton stand for a while. Uh, I know, I know, I know. He, 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 people say he's uh, difficult to work with, but uh, God, you you realize he was nominated for an Oscar for his first role ever. Primal Fear. Yep, and he was nominated for another Oscar like three years later, or two years, no, three years later, as a lead role. You know, he's he's he is fantastic. And uh, yeah. Fight Club, oh fucking Fight Club. Fight Club's my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Will Davis talks about uh, Bruce Campbell, King of the B movies. So I was at Comic Con once and uh, waiting in line for like a T-shirt from a from something or other because you know at Comic Con T-shirts is like gold. Like it's like it's, it's, it's what I love about Comic Con is like it's like five days where like reality like disappears and then it's like you know it's like okay the most important thing in the world is to get this free T-shirt even though I could buy a T-shirt because I am a grown ass man with money. But it's more important for me to get that T-shirt for free. And, uh, so I went in line for a, for a T-shirt, and uh, Bruce Campbell's at this. Uh, I don't know why he was at that. It was like a Deadpool video game booth. But but what Bruce Campbell pointed out to all of us that were nearby was that his character in Spider-Man Two was the uh, a snooty usher who prevented Peter Parker from seeing. Mary Jane's play. Mm -hmm. And he said, and because of that, so the snooty usher defeated Spider-Man, <laughs> making him the only character in Marvel history to have ever defeated Spider-Man. Something. <laughs> love it. I love that. I do love that. Uh, Tim Curry has very much played a, a big role in my life. Just in general, when it comes to um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, and oh, and Home Alone too. So we love you. Uh, get a, get on your knees and tell me you love me. We <laughs> love you. <laughs> Perfect. And then we have another question from Eric yes. Lane. Uh, what movie are you afraid to rewatch because of how terrible it may be to you today? I rewatched Time Bandits and Willow, and they were terrible. Now I refuse to watch Crawl for this very reason. I right, first up, how dare you say an unkind word about Willow? I rewatched it, and it was so good. You just gotta, you just have to, you, you just have to like watch it through whatever lens. The, the movie that I was, it's funny because there was a movie that I loved as a child, and I just didn't want to rewatch it because I. Heard for years how awful the film it was, and we're talking about one of the you know this is like one of the people who are always talking about being awful, which is um, Howard the Duck. Oh, and uh, so I, as a child, it was one of my favorites, and I went years and years. But while studying for the IG tournament, I ordered uh, Howard the Duck on Blu-ray off Amazon, and that showed up, and I rewatched it. It's like you know what, still good. Okay. So, <laughs> fucking love it. There's some. There's a lot of really weird sex stuff in it. There's. I was about to say the sex scene holds up. <laughs> that wasn't a sex scene. She was. She was being really creepy as a joke, and then she's gonna give him a polite kiss goodnight, and then other people walked in and thought they were having sex, which they weren't. Um. No, she didn't fuck the duck, Jake. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the the weirdest worst part of that movie was like she's going through she's going through his wallet 
and she pulls out a condom. You realize the condom wasn't in a wrapper? It's just like a fucking loose condom in his wallet. It's like, why do you have a loose condom in your wallet, Howard? What? How does that happen? Anyway, maybe that's how they do things on this planet. I don't know. In the eighties. Any more extreme labs, cows? Yep, uh, we have one from PC. Uh, what's your unpopular opinion? I don't like Star Wars or Ghostbusters. Also walked out of Iron Man and fell asleep three times in theaters for The Dark Knight. Mm. All right, PC, get the fuck out of here. That's my <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Look, we're all... Oh, people read. <laughs> I mean, my my biggest unpopular opinion, which uh, has gotten me into a lot of shouting arguments with people, uh, was that, is that Roma is a terrible film. Roma, Roma is Roma is literally dog shit. And when I say literally dog shit, I mean about a third of the runtime is just dog shit. Literally <laughs> dog shit on the floor. No, I can't. But no, and, and when I and my my basis off that about talking about how poor how much I dislike Roma is because I appreciate a good narrative, and that mm-hmm. film has no narrative. Yeah, is, that's is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Coco! I fucking love Coco, PC. How dare you, sir? Oh. I love Coco. Coco is my number one favorite uh, Pixar movie. And remember me. Oh, PC, you're I remember me. PC oh, is just breaking our heart. So no, seriously, PC breaking breaking some hearts over there. Yep. Uh, Coco is my favorite. Or Stream Labs. Or we go to the regular show. One more uh, from Mac Daddy. uh, Go to cocktail. What what, what, did you say? Go to cocktail. Go to cocktail. So when you say go to cocktail, it's it's really like a jack and diet because it's like that's the easiest thing to remember when you're at the bar. I mean, Paul, do you need to get taken off the No, I don't. That's not mine. So that's only Danny's. Okay. okay. <laughs> you need you like the, the shoving the pen up your nose. That's only Danny. <laughs> <laughs> When I do it, I'm just saying yes, absolutely. That's right. Okay, yeah. Go find pen. Yeah. No, I um, uh, I, I will say when when Sonya and I got married, we did a we had a uh, a um, you know people like a lot of like it's a very cliche for, thing for people to do is do like a sand mixing ceremony. Where it's like and now the sands have can never be separated because they've been mixed together. So instead of doing that, we're like, what if instead of sand we mixed a cocktail together? Because like it's it's a similar concept. It's like Look, the different you know the different uh, parts of the cocktail can never be separated once you mix them together and then drink them. Uh, so yeah, we did a we like in the middle of our wedding ceremony we did like a you know the a, a cocktail ceremony where we like we each had like a uh, a cup hers hers represented uh, her taste in alcohol which was gin and uh, shoot I forget what the, the red part so like the both of us had like a, a red and ours like one of us had like. She had like gin and cranberry, and mine had like she wouldn't let me use whiskey. I think mine was vodka and <laughs> it was vodka and pomegranate. And then we put a little we put a little spritz of a sprite on top and uh, twirled it up. And that was our that was our signature drink at the reception. It was called the Cragonia. Oh, uh, yeah. So all night long, everyone was drinking Cragonias. I love that. Was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of, it was good. That's, That's much better than the sand thing. I like that. It's so much better than the sand thing. Love no, that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. no I, 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 Max, oh, yeah. I know that whole tradition with the lighting of the candles, 
all of that whole weird sort of thing. So yeah, that I love that. All right, let's all right, wait, wait, wait. I see PC's got some hot takes in there. I got one thing to say to you, PC. Anyway, it's okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Moana is a great movie. Moana is a no great film, movie. No film that stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson is bad. Any film starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson is good. Is I don't even care. Even Skyscraper, which sucked, but is good. Which is like, it's good because I feel it. San Andreas, which sucked, but it was good. Yeah. Because, of, because of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Because yeah. of Dwayne the Rock yeah. Johnson, I'll agree with that. Yeah. All right, let's throw it in there. Perfect. From Faris. Hey, Greg, what is Elvis's hair care regimen to keep that fur so clean and glowing? Look, I, I, I appreciate the question, Faris. Unfortunately, Elvis is very private. He uh, closes the door when he uses the re the, the restroom for his uh, you know his his bathing routines. Um, so I actually never I never get to see what he's got going on. But you know whatever it is, and it really attracts my cat Xena Warrior Kitten. She whenever if I if I if I ever find uh, Elvis lounging around on the couch, I'll sure to be soon finding uh, Xena. Uh, you know, reaching out to him to uh, initiate some. Uh, We'll just say some bonding. Would you would you ever get anything to accompany Xena uh, named Gabrielle? I I don't know. I don't I don't know <laughs> what. I'm assuming you're talking about the no. So so here's the thing. Uh, Xena is a warrior because. And because she's a warrior, she 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 basically hates anyone and anything that isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I can't imagine trying to add another pet into the equation, uh, no matter what the name. Zena's you know, <laughs> writing partner Gabrielle, uh, because I'm pretty sure Zena would just murder it. Wow. <laughs> That's what cats do. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, when Magnus has a great question here, to which the answer is uh, the Matrix. Anyway, next question. Well, oh, yeah, I've been done there. I just got kicked down. All right, actually, Magnus. Uh, uh, which movie franchise should just have been a single movie? Actually, no. You know what? So here's the thing. So there's the the Matrix, but uh, is one, and then the other would be Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, I agree. But like the thing, but the thing, but the thing with Pirates of the Caribbean is the first one was so good that you can't stop there. But mm. they just should have made better two and three. I will say I do really enjoy Pirates Four, but I feel like Pirates Two and Three and Five were all letdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, actually, it looks like we lost the stream a little too far back. But Magnus actually had a question from earlier. Yeah, he had, he had a this or that. He wanted to say Tony Scott or Michael Bay. Tony Scott, 100%. And I would agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, cheap plug for me. Uh, beyond my, uh, I'm doing a top five Tony Scott movies in about a month with me and Jarvie and Ben Bateman over on Action Industry. Yeah. Look up. If, I, if, I, if I get a little more of it, so, Sonia's uh, grave is actually very close to Tony Scott's grave. So, is it? Uh, yeah, no, she's she's buried in a Hollywood Memorial, uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and so uh, a very short distance from her grave is the grave of uh, Anton Yelchin and Chris Cornell oh, wow. and uh, Tony Scott and uh, Hattie McDaniel and and, and and Mickey Rooney and Johnny Ramone and. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there. Are, so it's it's she's she's in good company. Um, yeah. 
There you go. Uh, so Andrew Hale here. So my favorite movie of all so it's it's so for the longest time, my favorite movie of all time was from Dust Till Dawn. But <laughs> I, I've been considering whether or not uh, Avengers Infinity War supplants it because I feel like Avengers Infinity War as a standalone film is just like a fucking masterpiece. And it's like you know, this is like as a standalone. And then when you take into account that it's, you know, it was numbered nine, it was the like 19th in a series of films uh, in which it completely was able to integrate so many different parts from all these other movies. And, you know, it's, I love Avengers Endgame as well. I feel like Avengers Endgame was my favorite film of 2019, but like Infinity War, you didn't know, you, you didn't know for sure what was going to happen. You know, Endgame, Endgame, you're like, all right, well, they're clearly going to like, you know, they're clearly going to fix this in Endgame, but like right. <laughs> in Infinity War, there was the suspense. Yeah, and I agree. The decision to make uh, Thanos the protagonist of the film, like the main character, like that was fucking ballsy and fucking brilliant. Great. And, uh, yeah. yeah. No. So so um, yeah, I would say my I would say both of them are like right now they're like a tie for number one and then number two. Well. So, so they're tied for one, and then below, directly below that is Big Lebowski, and then below that is Bottle Rocket, and then below that is Gremlins. So that's my top five right there. Okay, but where does the Hitman's bodyguard rank? Um, very low. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with uh, I agree with Craig. Right. <laughs> oh god, the favorite my favorite movie that Sonya and I shared together. It's a, uh, you know. It's interesting to think of because she isn't one that wanted to read. She didn't actually enjoy rewatching movies. Like she, part of it is she had a, she had a photographic memory. Um, so you know she saw a movie once and she didn't want to see it again. She's like, why, why do I need to see this again? I already know it. Um, but um, except for of course uh, Indiana Jones films and Star Wars films, she was always willing to see those. So honestly, so the question of what my favorite film with Sonya was, probably I'm I'm probably gonna go with. Um, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, wow. because she, you know, like we're like here, here's the thing: it's not a perfect movie. That franchise was doomed by the fact that or it's not the franchise. That trilogy was doomed by the fact that it wasn't a trilogy. It was yeah. doomed by the fact that Kathleen Kennedy said, "All right, you guys make three different movies. They're supposed to connect, but don't worry about it." Like, like you know, like it was. A, it was you know, you don't see MCU making movies that way. That's right. Yeah. But um, that being said, the Sonya and I both watched um, episode nine together in theaters twice. Um, the second time we went and saw it in the IMAX specifically, so we could see like the extended tenant thing. Uh, <laughs> before the IMAX, yeah, and it was so great because like we got to watch people walk in late and be like, "Am I am I in the right movie?" Because like the tenant, the tenant, the tenant scenes play. They're like, "I bought a ticket for Star Wars," <laughs> but uh, no, I like. I mean, she and I both had the AMC. Um, you know, gold or whatever the the ticket stubs, AMC stubs, whatever. The point is, is that so we we were constantly seeing movies like you know two two times a week or five times a month, whatever. And um, so it's like so like every movie I saw in the last ten years, I basically saw with her. You know, and actually, you know what? I'm gonna amend my my answer to this question and go with the first film that Sonya and I ever saw together. 
which was probably, thank you, Dean, A-list. Um, the first film Sony and I ever saw together was Daybreakers. Vampire film with Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe, where it's like there's a dystopic future where the vampires have taken over the world. And yeah. Um, and by the way, does anyone know the name in the chat here without cheating or, or here on the screen? Does anybody know the name of Willem Dafoe's character in Daybreakers? Da, na, 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 I'll know it when you say it, but I can't, I can't pull it. I mean, I only know it because I'm watching it on, because I see it on IMDb right now. That's how long it took me to pull it up. Anyone else? I get it. I think it's funny. There's a lot of different guests in the chat. No, no <laughs> correct Elvis. guesses Elvis. in the chat. That's right, Elvis. It was Elvis. He it his is character Elvis. Was Elvis. That's right. That's right. I do remember that now. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I haven't seen that since it was out. I think. Wow. There you go, Elvis. You can't. You can't, you can't see. You can't see it. Yeah, it's Elvis. Know. The correct answer is Elvis. Correct answer was Elvis. Yes. Of course, I cheated, Dean. <laughs> the second, well, you know, you know what? I got here. No, you know what? I'm going now with a completely. Here I go. I'll tell you guys a couple more movies that, that were special for Sony Night. Uh, the number oh, two, oh. the second film Sony and I watched together in theaters was Legion. We were going with the whole like watching kind of like cheesy dumb movies in theaters, but also like I actually. Um, uh, so what the star of Legion, the, the female lead of Legion, was uh, Adrian Palicki, who. Uh, Grew up in Toledo, and I grew up uh, with her. Like her, her older brother is actually a friend of mine, uh, Eric Plicky. He's a very talented comic book artist. He and Adrian actually uh, um, collaborated on a, uh, a comic series together um, as well. Um, I'm gonna. I would say it out loud right now, but I'm gonna. For, I'm gonna butcher it. it was, I think it's called Dark Angel. But, uh, anyway, but anyway, point is, is that um. So the part of the reason why I was like, hey, you know, I. I, you know, I, I'm friends with this girl's brother. Let's watch this movie. And uh, it was a ton of fun. But then, uh, uh, but Sonia's favorite movies. So Sonia was a huge Harrison Ford fan. Uh, she loved, That's why when you, when you asked about Han Solo versus Indiana Jones, it's funny because like, she loved both of them equally. But I think that her favorite ha, uh, Harrison Ford character was Deckard from... <laughs> Blade Runner. Nice. She she loved the original Blade Runner, but she loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I think I think maybe a little bit more. And for me, it's like that was that was my favorite film of. Ooh, hold on, I had too much to drink to go with my movie release dates. I'm gonna say wait. Oh, actually, no, I do remember what year it came out. Wait, what month was it? I remember that the Blade Runner twenty forty nine thing was at uh, Comic Con twenty seventeen. <laughs> Which means that it either came out uh, in late 2017 or early 2018. So I'm gonna say, let's say it was a 2017 release, right? That's correct. 2017. Okay. Yeah. My favorite movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you say? I, I'm yeah because the way that I, I the way that I always focus movies on are like relationships on my end. So like. Yeah the last relationship that I can remember being in while I watched 2049, I felt like it was in 2018, but 
2017 makes sense. Yeah, it was really 2017, but you were you didn't rush out to the theaters to see it, did you? I kind of did, but I also this is uh, I'm also not like yeah. I need to know every single exact date when I watch a movie. Yeah, so. I apologize we made you cry, Danny. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I cry every single time, so it doesn't matter. It's it doesn't matter. At least once per stream, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Zena, so. come here. Zena, come here. <gasps> That's really gonna make me great. Come here, Zeno. Come here. Come here. Come on, Katie. While he gets his cat, I have to let my dog out of this room because he's not. Wait, who's letting the dogs out? No, I have to let my dog out. let the dogs out. Yes, because my dog claws on my door to let him either in or out, and he's in the room right now and he wants out. So, BRB. We're gonna get Zena. We're gonna get Zena. All right. There, there's you know. Got my face already. No. Where? Where? Yeah. Oh, no. Hope, hope that they are. Uh... Every time, every stream. <laughs> All right, Danny wants to know. Oh, okay. Oh. I need a trimmer nails. Anyway, um, so Danny, 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 my answer to your question of how does it feel to be that awesome and that same way terrifying, uh, I would say. There's only one other person who knows, and that's you, Danny. <laughs> Here's my friend. What time is it in BST right now, Danny? Ooh. One hour ahead of us, I want to say. B BST is what I refer to as uh, Brazilian Standard Time. Um, 2.30, I want to say. That's my guess. Oh, yeah. No, I actually know what time it is. I was trying to do a, a joke. <laughs> I'm going to have another chocolate here. It's my uh, salted caramel little chocolates. It's um, there we go. Two thirty-two BST. Damn, they childproof my chocolates again. Ah. <laughs> uh, Alex has a question about the wheel. Should the Pirates franchise be added to IG? I mean, look. Here's the thing. There are a number of film franchises that could be added to IG. So. You want, to, you want to add pirates? I mean, if you're going to add pirates, what else are you going to add? I mean, like, I'm, I'm all for adding more. I honestly feel that anything science fiction or fantasy should be fair game in IG. That's my opinion. But I'm fine with the IG the way it is. But it's, you know. I only like that. Yeah. Right. I got one you missed, I think. Uh, all right, after this one, do this one first. Okay. Uh, which MCU character should appear in Deadpool 3? <sighs> Spider-Man. Oh, that would be fun. I go with that. I go with that. I like and, that. Uh, should they use? Like, who, would, who would play off best against Deadpool? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think here. We got a. Should they go with the X-Men? Should they try to do it? Should they try to bring X-Men? Wait, 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 real quick. The Shmoe is trying to say that pirates is not sci-fi or fantasy. There are. Ghost pirates in the film. Agreed. Pirates in the film. Clearly, clearly fantasy. Well, yeah. The whole ghost movie in the franchise. I agree. Like, with the whole movie about being ghosts yeah. in the <laughs> franchise. I, I like the notion of Thor and Deadpool. Thor and Deadpool interacting. Thor and Deadpool. Dean Morgan says Gambit, but Gambit. There was a, Gambit is not currently in the MCU. I mean, yeah, yeah we, we. I feel like. I feel like who who is the MCU's version of Colossus? I can't be. Oh, 
This is a Paul question. This very much could possibly be a Kelsey and Paul question. Yes. But like, this is not a Danny question. I wasn't asking you, Danny. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. If we would have like figured out like who is this person in the Game of Thrones, A Song of Ice and Fire world, could have possibly figured that out. But well, maybe if they ever made a movie out of it, we could talk about Game of Thrones. We're not. <laughs> this is not the movies and HBO trivia showdown. This is the movie trivia showdown. So Game of Thrones, G G O T can can, <laughs> can suck it. What I'm trying to say. So, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is G O T can G T F O. G T F O. There you go. Um, I don't know who, who will be a Colossus of character. Colossus is such a good leader. Like that's like what he his like main role is. I'm trying to think of who currently that's still around in the MCU. I mean, so, like Captain America was is kind of the Colossus role, but yeah, but was, that was my thought too. <laughs> but, but spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> I guess you could. Nah, I don't want to say go Falcon, but maybe. Falcon, maybe I guess you know Winter Soldier if you got him up, maybe. Well, maybe not, you, know, you know, you know, you know who you know. Here, here's my final answer. But Drax the Destroyer. Oh, okay. that, good. You want to see Deadpool interact with Drax the Destroyer? Oh that's my god, that's that is, that is three hours of comedy gold. You could just be them sitting in a room talking to each other, and it would be entertaining. Star Lord, fun. I think him and Star Lord actually be kind of fun too. Yeah, they're moving back and forth. Yeah, but I mean, it's like I would watch a three-hour film of just Drax the Destroyer and Deadpool, like yep. no other characters, just those two. It would be <laughs> fucking amazing. All right, I got one question from before you, Mister Spillway. Question: Who'd win a battle, RoboCop or Terminator? And also, we see you dip your toes in the team division. I mean, I'm planning on being in this yeah, team's tournament that's coming up, so hopefully, uh, that hopefully that's a thing. You know, there's only so many teams allowed per faction, but fortunately. Uh, you know, my faction has the team champions, so they're not going to be in the tournament. Right. And right. I've got a team that's, uh, you know, already kind of in the in the line to possibly get a number one contendership, so they're not probably going to be in the tournament. So or maybe they will be. I don't know. But point is, um, yeah, me and uh, my uh, surprise teammate, whoever he or she may be, uh, plan to take the team's tournament by storm. Fair enough. All right, Kels, back to you. Right. Wait, wait, was there, there was there a there was there a first half of that question though? I think he. Oh, uh, Terminator versus Robocop. Oh, yeah, Terminator versus Robocop. One hundred percent Terminator. Look, I'm a I'm a Detroit guy, so Robocop has a special place in my heart. But uh, the Terminator is fucking relentless. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'd agree. Yeah. A PC says also don't like any Lord of the Rings movies. I tried. Tried. Try harder, PC. Try harder. <laughs> They're great. They're amazing. They're amazing. Uh, all right. You're good. Questions? I they I think they're all gone. Um, if you did send one that disappeared, please send it Are back to me. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Any last ones? Is that it, guys? Um, I would like oh. to ask a no. question to Craig uh, after this. Go. Did you want to a favorite horror movie? Is it Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, which is a classic. You know, that, God, there are so many great horror films, and it's just a matter of like, I mean, I mean, what what sticks in my mind right now in terms of like what's probably the best horror film ever made was Get Out, 
um, just for you know, various reasons. But it's like there's so many other just fantastic. And and what's great about good horror films is that because bad horror films can be so just kind of generic that good horror films can re- like like really just raise the bar. Um, I will say the most scared I've ever been watching a film in a theater was probably watching The Ring when it came out in theaters. I watched it opening weekend, and when when she crawls out of the TV, the entire theater freaked the fuck out. Like we're talking about, like the reason to go to, like you know, the reason why I don't think theaters will ever die is because like. Watching yeah, a movie yeah. in a theater is a communal experience. Yeah, and it really watching, is. Yeah, and like watching a horror film opening weekend when none of you know what's going on and you all just freak the fuck out when that girl crawls out of the TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely a good choice there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I agree 100%. To everyone, what is your favorite karaoke song to sing? All right, so Paul's favorite karaoke song to sing is going to be, uh, I'm going to say, so you're a big Queen fan, but... Mm-hmm. You don't have a good range, so I'm gonna say you're. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say you want. You're gonna go with. I want to break free. Actually, I probably do crazy little thing called love because it's easy. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Yeah, you're right. Craig, can I tell you something really quickly about Paul? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So Kelsey's favorite character <laughs> is probably gonna be. You look like you like country. Do you like country? No. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I was like, oh, well, that one. I'm like a uh, Marilyn Manson Evanescence. All right. I'll just say, like, for, fortunately, I didn't know the names of any country songs anyway. So it, was, <laughs> it helps out that you don't actually that country. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with your favorite song to sing. Uh, it's probably Paramore, right? You're a big Paramore. You like Paramore? <laughs> I do like Paramore, but I can't hit her range so i don't even attempt it but i love right. paramore <laughs> all right well, what's, what's your incorrect answer then um I, my go-to honestly is like doing like cheesy spice girls and stuff because i'm a poor singer so i might as well make a fool of myself while i do it so like there's one nothing of me... cheesy about the spice girls they're a national treasure even though they're from, from <laughs> thank uh, you the UK. i love the spice girls thank you they just stand for him for like positivity mm-hmm. you know what's so hard to see about that <laughs> All right, Danny, your favorite karaoke song. I'm gonna go with. Uh... Oh. Taylor Swift. Oh man. And you're gonna go with. Uh... You belong to me by Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's almost there. My, I feel like my go-to karaoke song is a uh, "Stay" by Lisa Loeb. So... Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I feel, uh, but I feel like that '90s transition into the to the after aughts, into the 2010s and stuff would be a Taylor Swift transition. So yeah. 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 So for me, my my actually the the first the first song that I ever really excelled at a karaoke that got people interested in my karaoke was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Um, yeah, well, and, uh, you know, so in, in between when I met Dagnino and when, uh, he ended up drafting me at one point I went to, uh, I was in a karaoke contest. I made it to the finals for my final performance. I did Bohemian Rhapsody and I posted the video on my Facebook page and like Christian, like, uh, tagged Dagnino in the comment section of it to make sure he saw that so he, to make sure that Dagnino knew, make sure that Dagnino knew. <laughs> 
but yeah, no. Other than that, like honestly, though, my the the actual um, God, I've got I got so many crazy karaoke stories. But my favorite karaoke story is um, the time I got a standing ovation from Lance Bass, and it was uh, for my performance of "It's All Coming Back to Me Now" by uh, Celine Dion. And the funny thing, when I first yeah, when I first started singing that song, like the bar wasn't paying attention to me at all like the bar was just kind of like doing their own thing but it's like but by the time the song was over i'd captured the attention of the entire bar and like someone from lance bass's table like came up and brought me a, i don't know where they got the fucking rose from but like someone from lance bass's table came up and like delivered me a rose in the middle of the song and then when i was glad his entire table gave me a standing ovation except for two people at his table that did not stand which were Jamie Lynn Sigler and uh Jerry Ferrara from fucking you know Turtle from Entourage. Yeah, fuck <laughs> those people. Those yeah. assholes didn't stand while the rest of them did. But you know what? It doesn't matter cuz the only important one was Lance fucking Bass. That's Has anyone else here gotten a standing ovation from a fucking NSYNC member for their karaoke? I think not. I don't think you're right. <laughs> I can't, we have never had anyone more important on this show right now until this very moment finding <laughs> out that Craig Keener got a standing ovation from Lance Bass from NSYNC. No one else who has ever been on the show can can put that much hype on this. I don't care what anyone real, says. Real, real quick, Danny, Danny Carvalho wants me to sing some Rammstein for you. Definitely. Ooh, do I, I, want to, I want to sing a different one. Okay. <laughs> Um, everyone knows. Everyone knows Duhas, which I think is like with. Um, it is. Uh, I don't remember how it goes. Here, I'll just I'll just play it on my phone. and I'll start singing it. Um, let me know if you can hear this while I play it. Okay. Angel. It's called. It's called Angel. Okay. Technically, it's the German ter- The German title is Engel. Engel. We have to talk a little bit it's over YouTube because it has the whole YouTube thing with music. So I might just talk over it a little bit. And sometimes oh. we do convert this over to audio podcast. For, so for anyone who is listening to well, us on an audio podcast, well, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not playing the actual version. I'm playing the karaoke version of it. Oh, there okay. Yeah. There we go. Let me see if it. Let me see if it plays. There we go. Oh, I love that. All right. Okay. Wir nach dem Tod ein Engel werden. There you go. Den Blick gen Himmel fragst du dann, warum man sie nicht sehen kann. Hey, hey. Wenn die Wolken schlafen gehen, kann man uns am Himmel sehen. Ah. Wir haben Angst, uns in der Leib. That's right. Dort du weißt, es will kein Engel sein. Uh, 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 uh. All right, we'll, we'll just stop. We'll stop it there. 
Yeah, grab side. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to do the ad libs for it. So. Sorry. I mean, God knows I don't want to be an angel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Non sports movie quote best applies to Showdown. <laughs> oh, we're still doing this. Yeah, wait, I feel like we missed some questions before, but I'll answer this one. What best <laughs> non wait, what best non sports movie quote best applies to Showdown? Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> so, um, Sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar, it eats you. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. I like that. Yeah, that is the definition of the Schmodown. Good call. I like that one. Yeah. Oh, this is one I wanted to answer earlier. My favorite Bruce Campbell performance. That's a fantastic yeah. question. So, honestly, my favorite Bruce Campbell performance, um, excluding Ash, was from – a. TV show, not a movie. So but I'll give my TV show answer, and then I'll come up with a movie answer. But TV-wise, my favorite Bruce Campbell performance is um, uh, Briscoe County Jr. It's a fantastic show. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but if you can find Briscoe County Jr., go back and watch it. It's fucking fantastic. And then film-wise, God, you know, it's – he is, he is, I would say, chronically underutilized as a film actor. Um, and so to my mind right now coming out, I want to do something that isn't Sam Raimi. because So I'm going to go with um, Escape from L.A. He plays the Surgeon General of Beverly Hills, who's always like this deformed plastic surgeon guy who's trying to – yeah, he's a, a very he's he's a he's he's only you know one a little bit of a minor minor character in the film, but it's it's a really great it's a really great scene. He's great. Bubba Hotep, Bubba Hotep might be man. I like Bubba Hotep. Yeah, yeah. Another another Elvis film. Exactly, mm -hmm. <laughs> Elvis film. Yeah. Okay. And then, what was the transfer over like from studio to virtual matches in your rookie year? Um, you know, it's. I mean, it, it it wasn't that difficult because I'd been doing you know streams from home with you know people like Video Drew, like doing the video chronic quiz was essentially what we're doing here. But um, it it was a little disappointing because you know tape days for the Shimonown are my they're they they were my favorite days of the of the month um, because. I mean, I don't, I don't know if people have talked openly about tape days and whatnot. I was like, yeah, we tape like seven or eight episodes in a day. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, the audience there is just like the other, you know, other, you know, Shimona people. And so you're just spending the whole day hanging out and drinking and like getting to know each other. And then afterwards we go drink some more. And it's just like, it's just such a, a amazingly fun communal environment. And it's like, I really miss having that. But the you know in terms of just being able you know competing from home instead of there it's like it doesn't matter it, does, it doesn't change my recall at all um, you know I I'm comfortable doing it here I'm just comfortable in the studio I just I just miss the the fun, the fun like so I I went to I went to three like I, like this there were only three tape days this year before we got shut down it was all three of them and like across the three tape days I did like uh i had one match 
but I also did like three pre-taped scenes, and I did a uh, like my my crashing of uh, of Jader's uh, post-match interview, and it's just like like you know like and and all like the only thing like and honestly none of those like not even the match that I know was gonna happen when I went in, you know it was like all these things were just like just because I was there like like hey you ready to do a match like sure <laughs> hey you want to do a scene sure like it was just you know. It's like you never know what's gonna happen. You know, I show up and I show up in costume, I show up in character, and they're like, all right, hey, you ready? You do something's like fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, I believe that is all what we have for chat questions. Um, I think we've answered them. Okay. I, think we had, I think there were some more chat questions. Let me look through and make sure there were any more. Go through. Go they do through. disappear. So if they were further back than like a few minutes ago, sometimes they're gone. Yes. So if we didn't answer any question, then you can throw it in the chat again. We'll definitely get to it. Um, so Peggy says she only knows Duhast, which is a crying shame. First off, just listen to the entire Sensuit album. The Sensuit album is fantastic, including the song Sensuit. Sensuit versteckt du ein Insect. Fantastic album. Uh, and let's see here. We got... Uh, um, while you're doing that, I can't be in the chats anytime that this happens, but anytime Jarvie shows up in the chat, I always want to throw out a big Jarvie. Yeah, but I can't. So big um, shout out to Jarvie that's in the chat. Love it, Jarvie. I don't know what a Jarvie is. Uh, a Jarvie <laughs> that's is. Right, that's a Jarvie. Yeah. So oh. that's, that's a Jarvie. He's a, he's a, Cheers, Jarvie. Here's Jarvie. Estonia. I, I thought it was pronounced Harvey. <laughs> it's it's actually Yarvi. Oh. Yarvi. I'm gonna call him I'm, I'm gonna call him Harvey on the yeah, next show. Yarvi. Yarvi. <laughs> Me and but, Richard Jarvie do a show on uh, Action Industries channel called Class Action. He's a great, great guy. So but I will gonna I'm gonna call him Harvey on his on the next stream, I think. Yes. So big shout out to to Yabby. <laughs> or Harvey. Oh, we have a question here about the French sponsor. What is the what is the airspeed velocity of an unrelated swallow? And my uh, answer is uh, African or European. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Uh, can we shout out Whiskers? Sure, Whiskers. Whiskers. Shout out to Meowthana. Meowthana, yes. Ferris. Ferris, who asked the Fattis. question earlier. That's his, that's yes. his, that's his call sign Fattis. in the Action Army. It's, call sign Whiskers. <laughs> yes. Um, Craig, I'm not sure if you know this. I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but this is a call to action podcast. All of that started because we are a very headstrong Action Army podcast. We have been team action since day one. Uh, what, since they started. The Action Army? Exactly. What is it's the action I'm army? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. That's look, a great look, question. I'm, I'm friends with Ben Bateman. I know what the action army is. Okay? No, exactly. Exactly. And that is my whole point between it is because I can't believe you ungrateful ingrates call him a traitor. <laughs> well, you know what? Andrew Guy minding his own business. You know, he's trying to save Ben from the table. He tries to knock it's 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 oh. <laughs> Waving you away, waving you away. In Houston, he's trying to give Ben a chair to sit down you. after the match. How dare you? How dare you? First of all, how dare you? 
Uh, the action army has been here since day one, and we will always be here. True. Very true. We are. We roll deep. We, roll deep. <laughs> we do roll deep. All right, Kelsey, how are you feeling? Feeling good. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. So. Yes, Paul, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Right, guys. It's been a great time. It has been such a wonderful time, Mr. Craig, my dear friend. How are you feeling right now? I've been better. Oh, okay. Well. I'm kidding. I'm Somebody kidding. I'm that. kidding. I'm having a great time. What are you so? God, you, you people take me so seriously. <laughs> no, that's that's what we do here on the we Chill Action Podcast. We just go along with it. We just go along with you. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yes, we go and. along. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are a very yeah. yes and podcast here on this channel. So yes and thank you so much to everyone who has been inside of the chat thank you so much for everyone who has hung out with us on this monday night we know that mondays are a little hard for a few people and we have always been grateful for you on this 40th episode of chill to action thank you so much to everyone who has hung out with me and paul during this whole 40 times doing this whole thing hanging out with kelsey hanging out with billy hanging out with everyone who has been involved in call to action and chill to action so thank you so much for this number 40th episode craig thank you Those are the gremlins. Those are gremlins references. That was a gremlins. I loved it so much. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's actually very good. I've been practicing that for thirty-five years. (laughs) (laughs) For for the fortieth episode of Call to Action, obviously. So uh, thank you so much to everyone who is hanging out with us inside of the chat. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Paul, let us know where we can find you. You can find me here usually every week. Um, you can also find me uh, running the action Team Action Patreon. Uh, ben and Drew got a lot of cool things coming up, though, so get in there and get on those dates. Get that general chat with the rest of us crazy people. You can also find uh, me on the Action Industries YouTube channel with Richard Eric Harvey uh, doing Class Action, a show we do every week, uh, Saturdays. And also you can find me on PLD Projects, the channel I just started, where I will still be start soon be starting with the Harris Dance, where I'm going to take you through every movie that my favorite actor, Ed Harris, has been in. And I'm going to make you love him as much as I do, if that's possible. That is challenge awesome. declined. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Harris fan. I'll be very sad. No, no, hard. no. I, I love that Harris. I just don't want to watch all of his movies. <laughs> I get it. That's all right. I get that. And, we all Paul, have our and Paul has. I if have. You, if you have any question about Paul's um, uh, was uh, alliance, to... I loved Pollock. I he love directed that too, right? He directed it night. <laughs> He got an acting nom for yep. it. Acting uh, nomination. Yeah. Marcia Gayhart won the supporting won the, actor. Exactly, of course. 2000. Yeah, yep. and the only reason why I know about all that. The year 2000. One of two Ed Harris directed movies, and he's working on a third. So. And my favorite Conan O'Brien skit growing up. Yes, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you talking about? In the year 2000. What? 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 Wait, what? I wish I had like a black robe and like a lighted collar for that. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't either. Exactly. (laughs) In the year 2000. In the year 2000. (laughs) I'm making a joke. It's it's just a funny. It's a funny joke. That was a great funny. Please give Craig that funny because that is that is the second to that. So yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. Kelsey, let us know where you're at, my sweet babe. All right, you can find me at Kelsey. 
You can find me at Kelsikins90 on Twitter and Instagram. Also on the Call to Action Podcast Instagram, so you can interact with me there. T Public, we've got merch. Modown's got merch. Get your stuff. I don't think there's a sale currently going on, but I got an email. There's one coming up, so keep an eye out for that. And I do have my own YouTube channel that is kind of on hiatus right now, but I'm working on things, so subscribe. Just look up Kelsey Kirkland and click on my picture. There you go. That is right, y'all. And on my own personal YouTube channel, if you find me anywhere, you can click on my name, go to my YouTube channel. Um, the first video that will probably be up there is my Lost Stars reaction with uh, Paul Denisio right up over here. So I'm reading Lost Stars currently. Uh, the book is somewhere around me. I can't find it, but uh, it is a book review. It is a book podcast. That is usually what I will do on my own channel over there is book reviews and stuff like that. So you can find me on Danielle Ramirez on YouTube, all of that good stuff. You can also always find me here every Monday on the Call to Action Network uh, hosting Chill to Action with my favorite co-host Paul Denuzio and Miss Kelsey Kirkland hanging out behind the scenes with your favorite Schmodown competitors as such as Craig Keener right over here. So find me here every Monday. You can also find me on Twitter at Danny Joy D-A-N-N-I-D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y You misspelled that. Every week. Every week. Every single week. It does not matter. I mess it up. I'd say an N but it's D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y on Twitter. You can find me there always for sure. And Craig, let us know where we can find you. Anything that you have coming up, let us know. Plug it, my dude, plug it. Well, first off, Nerd Chronic's back in the chat. Nerd Chronic, if you're still there, give, give us a <laughs> do you just chime in that or do you go away? Nerd Chronic, proof of life, are you still in there? <laughs> You should be. Nerd, that was just nerd, nerd, nerd Eric, Nerd Chronic. <laughs> anyway, the reason why I bring it up is because Eric, uh, we have a request. PLD and I want to perform in a video chronic Bohemian Rhapsody quiz. So uh, <laughs> you'll be able to find me beating Paul's pansy ass. Wow, he thinks. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Candy ass. Candy I'll be ass. beating Paul's candy ass. On the video chronic uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, episode, as soon as Eric Nerd Chronic uh, gets on it, um, we'll try. No, we're try. not doing Rock Man instead. We're doing Bohemian Rhapsody. God Dean. damn it! Yeah, God Dean. damn it, Dean. Anyway, it, Dean. Um, my uh, my most recent episode of the Schmodown uh, premiered this past uh, Thursday. Go check it out. Twenty four hours have been expired, so I will, can confirm that uh, I will. Uh, no, well, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but technically, technically, we wanted to do a Queen quiz, but we wanted it to be a movie quiz. So, Bohemian Rhapsody is basically how we're doing it. I think Danny's done. But Danny just like fell off screen in the middle of that. That's pretty and, funny. And, and yes, it is a Queen quiz. And what's wrong with that, Eric? I'll anyway, do a Queen quiz. quiz. I'll yeah. do a full-on queen quiz if you want, in there, Eric. If no, you want to raise Bohemian a full queen quiz, no, I'll no, take it. No, no, no. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, just Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Um, anyway, point is, uh, <laughs> um, I got the uh, Shmodan thing. Went on, went on line Thursday, me versus Adam Bahaymaker Olavik. Yes. Uh, if you haven't watched it yet, check it out. It's a great match. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's – it's, uh, I, I will say I was very honored to go up against the legend in the in the division in, in Adam Lovick. Um, you know he, um, and, you know I, 
Look, his showing at uh, Comic Con last year was, uh, if th to say subpar would be an understatement, it was catastrophic. Mm -hmm. uh, he he fought back, and uh, it's a really it was a, it was a really fun, great match we had, and uh, I just want people to watch it uh, if they you know if they have not yet. My next match will be against the winner of Janine the Machine and John Humphrey. And I know who the winner is because we already taped our match, but I can't <laughs> tell you because their match hasn't aired yet. Uh, but um, I believe that match will air probably in like four weeks because we're doing, they're doing two matches per week and we got, you know, we have six more matches left in the first round. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so look for me there and, and hopefully I'll win that match and then continue on in the tournament. I'd love to play more because uh, I'm, I get bored very easily. Um, and I can also be found, so I can be found on Twitter. My Twitter handle is BarbarianCraig. Uh, I occasionally uh, uh, get angry and espouse left-wing political uh, information, but uh, political opinions. But normally I keep it to being nice and friendly, trivia schmodown stuff. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, with the handle CF Ganier. Uh, my last name is Ganier, G A Y N I E R. C to the Craig to the F to the Franklin Ganier, CF Ganier. Anyway, and then I can also be found on Twitch. Friday nights, uh, if I don't have anything else going on, I jump onto Video Drew's Video Drew Karaoke. I fucking love it. Karaoke is one of my passions. Uh, and uh, uh, while I partake in Video Drew's karaoke, I just also live stream it on my own Twitch channel so people can see my uh, my head banging and my hair flipping around and all that stuff. Um, and then I occasionally chat with I'll chat with people in my channel. <laughs> Danny, are you four white claws in? I try. I try. Are you, are you four white claws in, Danny? You look like you're four white claws in. <laughs> Oh, you're trying to do no, Danny. Danny, let me show you how it's done. Thank you, thank you. Please show me how it's done, please. Let's let's watch this because I can't, I can't like. Cool. Well, now my hair's not, my hair's oh, not behaving right now. Give me a second. I'm no, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not. It's really not that hard. Okay, let's do this. Wait. Oh, right? right. Ready? Ready? Right? Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> you, gotta throw your hands you gotta throw your arms out. You gotta throw your arms out. You do the head. You do, you do the head first. You do the arms out. <laughs> Let's throw that weak shit out here. Shot, but I definitely did. Can we get a hair stream next. What? <laughs> hair metal band. Let's fucking do it. I love Let's that. Do this. Yes. You know what we need to do, Danny? Do you do karaoke as well? I, I yes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I can't get the karaoke app for Twitch to and work I, on I, my computer. Hmm. That's the only thing that has held me back from Video Drew because I've been a fan of Video Drew for a long time. My karaoke yeah. Twitch. PLD, can you teach her how to use a computer, please? I can try. I'll do my best. I've been trying for about so, ten well, years. What I will do in Twitch, it allows you to like do a duet by like. One of you like records it, and then the next one records the other half. So it's like, I'll do, I'll put a, a I'll find a good hair metal thing, uh, and I'll do a, I'll do a duet for it, 
and then uh, I'll tell you where to find it. And you can do your duet, so we can both whip our hair back and forth. Oh, maybe we'll do I whip my hair back and forth. That'll be fun. Yeah, I guess. Okay, we'll I, mean, I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my. There's a lot of words to that song. Anything, <laughs> Greg, I, I wouldn't be mad at anything that happens for that. So, <laughs> yeah. perfect. There we go. Anyway, uh, yeah, so my Twitch handle is Mogwai417. I'm a big Gremlins fan, hence the Mogwai. My birthday was April 17th, hence the 417. So Mogwai417 on Twitch. If you'd like to watch me uh, awkwardly wait, wait for my turn uh, in karaoke and occasionally chat <laughs> at the people in my chat. <laughs> oh, no, no. Are you kidding me? Look, even though I'm a Detroit person, Picture by Kid Rock is a, such a bad song. What we should really do, we want to do a real duet. It's uh, um, fucking Mannequin. Nothing's going to stop us now. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, you can do that. We can do this thing together. And in a forever. Nothing's going to stop us now. This world runs out of time. I got it, but like, it's there, but it's not quite there. So let me, yeah, I feel like I'm singing both parts, work up to it, <laughs> and then we'll get there for sure. We'll for there. sure. So thank you, you so much. Claws, that's what you need. That's what, what I about, need. Oh, yeah, we're singing under pressure. Can, which which half of under pressure can you do? I do Freddie. No, no, I was talking to Danny. I know oh. you do Freddie. Sorry. Um, I'll oh. I'll say Freddie because I feel like Paul takes the easy part of it. You really think <laughs> I took the easy part of it? Come on. You think uh, Freddie is hard? I didn't realize Detroit. There's a Detroit City Football Club. I did not know that. that uh, I didn't I, <laughs> What movie is from Nothing Going to Stop Us Now? I called action. No, I, I said that when I started saying it's from Mannequin. 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 Love that yep. movie. Yep. The 80s had Nothing a bunch of fucked up movies. Like the one where a dude fucks a mannequin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo, the 80s were wild. If there's I'm, anything. I'm on that movie where two people pretend like the corpse they have is alive. <laughs> we get a birdie. And there's a sequel to it. There's a sequel to it. That makes it even worse. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Rotting corpse right. and they dance with voodoo. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's what I thought too. You have the whole working corpse is one thing, and then somebody out there goes, You're gonna have a sequel <laughs> to it. So the corpse lost another one. So what what on this? They haven't buried them yet. <laughs> this is a quick preview. Be better, 80s. Be better. <laughs> this, this is a quick preview of what we what, what we talk about. After we cut off from <laughs> because usually we cut off right now and we have these conversations that go on for a few minutes and this I, is what I know because I've never been on this before. So that's true. So Greg's no, running on exactly. There. Yes, I, I say whatever I want, whenever the fuck I want. That's and true. that's all good by us. That's fine. And you. none of us are mad at that at all. At all, but that is it that we have for everyone who is watching this live stream. Thank you so much, Craig. Please continue to hang out with us after we cut off this live stream. Thank you to God, every so single <laughs> so needy. Yes, you have no idea uh, about about Danielle Ramirez. Yes, you have no idea. Yes, 
Thank you so much to everyone who has hung out with us here on this Monday night. We genuinely appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming out to the Call to Action podcast. Uh, please come back to us next week. Paul, who do we have next week? Somebody Laura not as this week. That's, that's true. <laughs> Laura Kelly. Laura, Laura Kelly. Kelly. We have Laura oh, Kelly coming in next Laura week. Kelly, but I mean, let's face facts. Next week, <laughs> down episode. <laughs> I don't know how drunk we're going to get with Laura Kelly on the next she week. Loves but we shall see. She loves a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find out. Maybe I'll get a get fireball. Get y'all's fireball ready. <laughs> we shall see. But for everyone what? hanging out with us here tonight, we love you so much. We appreciate you. And as always, thank you so much. And as always, y'all, we salute you. <laughs> I'm going to let Paul hit end break.